I'm your host, back in the basement with my co-host and teenage son, Jack. Hello, Jack. I gotta stop eating McDonald's. You got what? I gotta stop eating McDonald's. You do have to stop eating McDonald's. You, uh, what he just got back from work before we came down here, and that's what you had for dinner, right? That's two behind Behind the scenes. Behind the curtain, pulling back the curtain a little bit, because you work in a grocery store that shares a parking lot with a McDonald's, so you eat McDonald's too much, I think. We can probably agree on that. Yes. So what did you have tonight? Same thing I did yesterday. Which is what? Big Mac. Oh, the Big Mac. Classic Big Mac. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what did we do last weekend? Was that Sunday we went to Great Canadian Wrestling, which is... A, the end of my week off. Right. A local and mine, too. <laughs> Although we kind of got to, uh, today off, or sorry, yeah, today and Monday a little bit off due to labor strife with the support staff yeah, but that's where we work in your schools. But anyways, um, I know you don't like it, but it's for good reason. But anyways, we went to Great Canadian Wrestling. We'd driven an hour to see them before, and it was their first time ever in like a town, city, whatever, 20 minutes away from us. We went to that on Sunday night. Pretty fun show. I don't know. For the money, right? Like, can't beat it. it was yeah. you, you got anything to say? Like, am I doing this show on my own today? Is this a solo mission that I didn't know about? You're just not even looking at me or paying attention? But anyways, there was a, a couple matches on the card that I quite liked. The tag team... With Shane Saber and the other guy I never remember, Jackson something. Am I right? Jax Williams. Jax Williams. They're actually a cool tag team. I think I could see them like progressing and well, you said that Shane Saber was on dark, right? Yeah. Which I didn't see. Um when but, we were there, I guess. Oh, um, was it? Not when we were there, but like the day after. Oh, that makes sense. So cause he is local talent. But yeah, they're pretty cool. Do they have a tag team name? No, I right? So their match was, I thought that was my favorite match of the night. Vert- and they were, face- they were facing Vertigo, who's from, is he Canadian? Oh, he is. Again, nodding at me doesn't come through in an audio format, right? So, um, and then I don't know who his partner was, but. Um, in some replacements, is supposed to be a Fuerza. And he didn't look like much, but he actually was pretty cool, right? Looked I like for- Phil's buddy. I forget his name. He looked like Mortal, yeah. one of your uncle's friends, a little bit. And then there was a triple threat match that I liked with a guy that we forget his name, but he reminded us a bit of Joe Gacy, but shorter. He was doing some pretty nice heel work. And then who was the other guy? The I don't remember their names, dude. You could help me out by talking. Would be cool. I don't know the guy's name. The reject. That oh, guy? JT Kirk. There you go. And then some other big guy that we didn't know, but it was only, I would say, fewer than 100 people at the show. And it was, uh, I don't know, I had fun. I always have fun at those, like, 13 bucks we paid to go see that, right? Yeah, you got the raffle thing. Yeah, we took, a, it was also raising or collecting food for a food bank. So we took, I don't know, we got 15 tickets. I think we brought 15 to 20 items. And we ended up winning a program, which is nothing major, but still cool to be able to, yeah. for charity and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, anything exciting happened to you this week? I've just started now. Finished coaching volleyball and moved right into coaching more basketball. So I'm coaching like 17 and yeah. 16, 17 year olds basketball during the day and then 12 year olds basketball at night, it seems like right now. What, On top of what my job. fun that sounds like. It's fun, but it's, it is fun, but it's a lot of it time, sounds right? Sounds like the opposite of fun. Like I had, what, 20 minutes at home yesterday, it was basically ate dinner and then right back out. But it is fun. It just keeps me busy. But, and you've been working. Every day since Wednesday. Yeah. Basically, right? And just sort of doing school and whatnot. So I don't know. Anything else to talk about in our banter? Um, no. 
You are not talkative, so I can't I imagine can't, I that can't you have think of much else. To well, I don't really do stuff. That is a fair point. Um, no, I don't really do stuff. Nice. All right. Well, let's move into talking about wrestling then. This has been just a riveting banter segment. That's so my, let's, that's my legal middle name. Let's end it and move into our first segment where we talk about the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, ratings this week. NXT averaged 670,000 viewers, which is down 6.4% from last week, earned a 0.13 in the key demographic, down 13.3%. So both shows that we look at kind of suffered this week. They're going head-to-head against the World Series. So NXT went head-to-head against Game 3 of the World Series, and that game averaged 11 million viewers, so they were down slightly. And then Dynamite this week um, averaged 911,000 viewers, so down 8.6 and under that million range, obviously. Earned a 0.29 in the key demo, down 9.4%. So also up against the World Series, this time Game 4, which averaged almost 12 million viewers, so... Really major competition in the States. A lot of people watch baseball and a lot more watch the World Series. So understandable that the numbers are down slightly. Hey, there was a no-hitter in the World Series. That was cool. That is meaningful to me. Yes, we know. You hate sports. But anyways, what do you have? I did see it was interesting that Tony Khan kind of designed it so that people would want to watch it after the fact. Like that there would be talking, like people would kind of hear like word of mouth. But like what though? Shabata, Cabana. Right, Cabana's a draw. I guess not in, for us. I guess in the current circumstances with Punk, a little bit or the rapper guy is that a draw? I, I don't, don't think Lamar Jackson thing was planned, but I don't know. I like not to spoil anything, but I was not a fan of this week's Dynamite. It wasn't so that bad? Nothing would have drawn me. Well, we'll how we'll, bad did you think it was? We'll get into it. We'll was give it, it a we'll give it a letter grade by the end. It wasn't right? that bad? I'm not saying it was bad, but I didn't. It was. Anyways, we'll get there. We'll talk about it in depth. Um, so yeah, I, I guess if I smart by him, I don't think that's a bad plan. I'm not sure that the show he put out accomplishes that goal, but it's not Shibata. a, it's not a bad goal. I know, but how many people really know that much about Shibata? I'm saying wrestling people will, cause the wrestling people that are going to watch baseball first will come back around anyways. I guess hopefully. Um, but I think in this day and age, they're more likely to just find a clip of it somewhere. Not so much watch the whole episode recorded, but who knows? Uh, he would know more than I do. A release from NXT that I was not aware of. Uh, I didn't hear about it until it was like following up on what they think it was for. But that's Bodie Hayward, right? Who's part of the Chase University crew and sort of Andre Chase's like right hand man. And it, I think it was storyline that he was gone because then they moved Duke Hudson in or else. But I thought they were positioning them in a feud. Yeah, I thought so too. So I, that's why the release seems surprising. Or maybe they weren't positioning him that way. And this is what they're replacing him with i don't know but anyways which would be weird it would uh because the hudson part it seemed like the logical progression was going to be problem with duke hudson he faces Bodie hayward to get to andre chase right is what it sort of looked like as like Bodie being the gatekeeper to chase but i don't know rumors are saying he was difficult to work with and a wrestling observer report says that uh it was his work ethic or lack thereof was the quote that i had so um because he honestly he looked just like Billy Gunn to me, right? Like super, yeah, yeah. really big dude, athletic, um, a little bit of potential. So there must have been some sort of issue. There were other NXT releases as well, but I don't really remember any of them. There were no names that are getting on TV regularly, but there definitely were, what was it, five people altogether, I think? Mm. Bodie's the only one I remember from TV. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, There's one other Yan. name. There's who? Erica Yan. Oh, that's right, yeah. 
and um, there was Rufang. That's the other one I had actually seen on the TV. legendary Rufang. So a few releases under the Triple H regime. Mm-hmm. Anything else from you? Which pales in comparison to before. the previous regime. Yes, that, that's true. But I heard some people, some re- people speculating on more NXT cuts, even including like Saray in there. They're just like people that they haven't used in forever. Like, why would you Which keep I them? Which I think is that's at least Saray, at Amari least, Miller. I that, at who. least that seems logical. Yeah, it was like, just a, and especially with Triple H. So remember the two year thing. Yeah, they might be up. You yeah, know? that was a full dirt sheet thing. So I'm not reporting it officially, but yeah, they were speculating. Rumors. Yeah, yeah, true, exactly. Um, I saw the official the WrestleMania 39 week plans, which is not much, but it's something. So SmackDown is on March 31st. Uh, Stand and Deliver is back on April 1st. Okay. So they're doing that again. Uh, during the day, because also me and Night One on April 1st, which is funny, because oh wow, Night One on April 1st. Uh, uh April Fools. And then no, I mean, and then like Night Two is on April 2nd. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Makes and then sense. Raw's on April 3rd. Um, so that's neat. That's quite a lineup two shows in one day they did that this year too. i know it's a lot well yeah i'm sure um, we'll watch it all one can hope it's not as bad as this this year's was well we're the only ones that seem to really dislike this year's people thought it was it was one of the worst wrestlemanias of all time and i you my asleep. first wrestlemania <laughs> i i will actually i was fighting it yes you i were. almost fell asleep you, that's true that's fair and um and uh like i don't i watched wrestlemania 32 was my first WrestleMania. That one's one that's regularly ridiculed. Yeah. So to see this one not get the ridicule it right. deserves is... It was fun. No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I was there. It wasn't fun. Uh, what do I have for us? The special committee investigation into former WWE chairman and CEO Vince McMahon's alleged m- misconduct is over. Guess how much the investigation cost? Care 19 guess? million. You know already. Yeah. $19.4 million. Um, they reported in their quarter two financials. Um, oh, sorry, no. During that quarter two report, they estimated that the cost would possibly be around ten million, so almost double that. But the investigation is over, whatever that means for anyone. Um, doesn't mean Vince is coming back. I don't think. Although some people that I listen to reviewing Raw are suspicious that Vince is back behind the scenes because the past couple Raws have been rough. Apparently, that reminding them of sort of Vince's work. But anyways, what right. else do you have? He's coming back. Uh, no way, don't say that. Not that it's made me watch main roster with him gone, but I've heard other people suffer less, which is nice. Speaking of garbage people I hate in wrestling, uh, CM Punk apparently has the wrestling bug again. Yeah, of course Segway, what up? As long as somebody will offer him money and make him their top priority for however long until he gets upset about it. Hope not. Like, maybe he can't say no to that Saudi money, you know? He's seeing how much they get for that. Mm-hmm. Oh right, yeah. Oh god, that Saudi. Oh, that's. Ooh. I saw something today, like the biggest WrestleMania ever got them seventeen point something million, and every show they do in Saudi gets them fifty. <laughs> right. So, anyways, no wonder Logan Paul's there. So we'll get to it on NXT when I talk about it a little bit. I think it made my rest holds, but our truth got injured on that show. It's believed to have suffered a torn quadriceps, which is not good. Uh, and torn quad classic that, right classic wrestling injury uh, of course h, it's under the triple h regime triple h vince mcmahon have both done let, it let it be noted that he didn't do that under the vince regime oh yeah vince did the he did the, the double yeah the triple h is famous for and this still so that's sat like, there and finished the segment that's too. the that's the triple h move it is. like uh when two-man power trip like 
uh, at at the first crown jewel. Yes, uh, exactly. Like, Triple H is the quad terror. He is. So that is a very serious injury and will sideline truth for a while. So hopefully he, because he's not a young guy either, right, anymore. So hopefully he recovers quickly from that. Mm-hmm. Your turn. All right. Um. Oh, yeah. So this is what I was telling you about. Uh, so Shinsuke Nakamura is going to work pro wrestling Noah's New Year show. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, interesting. to face uh, Great Muda and farewell tour. Oh, I, so I, it's like a retirement tour deal. I saw something that there's going to be restrictions on the match or something, maybe because Muda is so old. Wow, do you know how our truth is? Old our truth is? I just looked it up. How do, old is he? How, what would you guess? 50 something. He's 50. Wow. Wow. He does what not a, look 50. No, he looks incredible for 50. Are you kidding me? He's, he like, Paul, inc- he's like Paul Rudd. He looks incredible for 25. Wow, 50 years old. That's amazing. <laughs> he's uh, on NXT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's developmental. If he ever just gets that final piece of development, he'll be a big star. K-Quick. Yeah, he was definitely K-Quick. Um, on shopaew.com, I just thought this was funny. You can now purchase, and you looked it up, right? A CM Punk holiday ornament limited to 200 pieces. Oh, well, I'm going to buy all 200 right there. So I think it's just, um, it's not, I'm not reading anything into it. It's just they probably would have had these made before he did what he did, and they may as well sell them, right? Like, instead of throwing out 200 ornaments, just to, because of him, they're just going to sell them and make money. Because it's a, it's one in a line of them. So there's FTR, Moxley, Baker. Yeah, Cole, I saw that there was a bunch. And a bunch of others. So. And everybody's favorite chick magnet. But people Chicago will just, made. people will just freak out that, oh, it's, is he coming back? They're selling his merch again. That kind of stuff, right? Is what I expect to hear. No. I don't notice out. how the elite and House of Black have vignettes and he Correct. does not. Exactly. So I'm tapped out for news. Note I thought it was how a there slow, was only one buyout. Slow week. Slow news yeah, week. Yeah, definitely was. I was kind of struggling. Like, for example, the last one I have is Seth Rollins changes his hair. <laughs> Big week. Oh, yeah. He's but back. Hey, that's not a rumor. That's fact. He's that back to some blonde. Yes. He's got like. But not half on the and half. bottom. Yeah, it's kind of like all a bit of blonde. Yeah, which I, I don't know. It's, that's all right. It's not as blonde as I thought it was. Which is both he and Becky seem to sort of tweak their look every now and then, right? Just like that, keep it fresh. Yeah, nothing wrong with he that. He has not had blonde since 2015. Is that right? Yeah, and when he came back in 2016, that's when he brought in the all black. Right. I didn't love the half blonde. I mean, I don't I, really I, care. That is. Funny. It stands out, right? For oh, sure. Cool. It felt cool. indie to me, especially once. Well, once it was kind of diluted, because I just saw like them post a video of the heist of the century. Yeah. And like it looked kind of like less blonde there, because especially when he was early on, it was really blonde. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it, was, it was cool. It was definitely something different, at least. Definitely. All right. Well, that's it for our talking about news in a pretty slow news week. And I guess we'll move into our in-depth review that we do every week. And that's taking a look at this week's offering from AEW on Wednesday night. So it's our AEW Dynamite review. Right, I think we might feel differently about this show a little bit, so that's fun. So let's. I think it was lesser, but I don't think it was like bad. We'll get there. I mean, you can feel free to feel how you feel about it. Obviously, well, so was it I... bad? We'll talk about it. I I didn't like it particularly. My, uh, you'll one of my things will be it's one of the least favorite I can remember. Not that I mean that's still higher than most raw I've seen in the last and all NXT years. in the past year. Yeah, so it's all relative to its own. Competing against itself, I thought it was pretty weak. But go ahead and start us off. Mm-hmm. Um, so we start with Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal, two. Yes, which I really like the first match. So, and I like the, I really like the, 
the pre-existing injury with the ribs taped because that was a cool visual last week, right? With the right. garage door being slammed. And he should have a black eye though. And Darby's an awesome seller and Lethal's really good at targeting it. So that's a cool part of this match for sure. He should have had a black eye though because he got decked. He did. And that they replayed that too. And that punch still looked awesome a week later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, so Darby meets Lethal on the ramp during his entrance and they brawl before the match starts. During Darby's entrance too, um, did a weird crawl bit. Looks like he was doing like the demon Balor. Oh yeah, like, a little why, bit. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Um, but so they they brawl a bit before the match starts. Lisa puts Darby under the barricade, plus the figure four, a la the garage door. Yeah, which again is just smart. That's good use of your surroundings, as they would say, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's like an interesting sit-out facebuster move by Lethal. Yes. So that was kind of cool. Um. Dar- Darby then countered the lethal injection later on into a sleeper hold. Uh, lethal eventually forced a break. Um, Darby hits that pop-over stunner. Uh, later on, he suicide dives into his satin, saying, which is cool because he just bounced off. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool visual, too. Just like he jumped into a wall, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And so the finish comes when someone in a sting coat and mask attacks Darby with a bat, rolls him into the ring for lethal hit a for lethal to hit the lethal injection for the win and what a reveal uh, post-match the guy in the mask is cole carter <laughs> yeah cole carter yeah that's... two dimes so my thing was cole carter's re- reveal at least the build to it was only about 45 seconds right like it's right. not like they built it for weeks and then it was cole carter <laughs> so i guess and they beat up darby until sting's music hits upon which i groan uh, they all go to meet him on the ramp, but it's a bruise. And Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> In, because... What year is it? Sorry, could you refresh me? Oh, okay. 20 years after he started his company. Right. Him and his poppy. Um, he attacks Darby from behind with a guitar shot that Darby just kind of leaned into. Yes, he really ducked uh, to get ready for that one, yeah. Yeah. But I don't blame him. I mean, yeah. I don't want to get hit in the head with a guitar too bad. Uh, but so gimmick, though, the way oh, that of explodes. Um, it's like the boards that used to have you break when you were really really young it's not even like a good gimmick though where it's like a table where it's just like and then for whatever reason like powder seems to fly out of it too it's just like it explodes it does um so jared cuts a promo saying darby's greatest weakness is sting that i agree with yeah that was he does a whole promo about his family wrestling rips on adrian fans but and (laughs) it was awesome he said wherever his family goes they leave an impact Uh that was awesome but it was like me it was it i don't understand what the point was. it was so like i don't know talk about it yeah i I liked the match. I That's what I would say, yes. There's something about Jay Lethal's pace that I really like. Like it's steady and varied offense, and then he and Darby just seem to work well together. So um the suicide dive spot off a of sing looked really cool. The match felt a bit short, right? And so Eth- Lethal earns a cheap win here to even the series and hopefully we it leads to a finale that gets some more time and even some stakes because even though like lethal's role isn't prominent in the company he's really good in the ring and he keeps having the matches that i enjoy so it'd be nice if he could get a longer one with some stakes attached to it but um stake on a pole so i thought this match was good but not great and just to sort of i think this was my match of the night probably which is not a great thing to say because this match wasn't amazing um and then my issues are Cole Carter is your first reveal, right? I don't, um, not only do I not care about Cole Carter whatsoever, I don't understand how that factors in whatsoever. I like, could have why they he pick existed, him, to be honest. I, they said he was in the factory. I'm like, right. Sure. Like, but I don't even understand, like, how that factors in. Like, no. even if it's like a one off, like, they just need someone. Why pick Cole Carter? I don't, I don't get it. He doesn't even look, make a convincing sting doppelganger. No, I don't. Oh, they were like, because they oh were immediately, God. he's yeah. too small. It's not him, right? And no. like they were like confused, even though it's like a mask thing, which they did like 
years ago in yeah, WCW. I don't know if they know this, but Sting doesn't wear a mask. He wears his own makeup. But I guess if he were trying to fake that it was him, then he does. So I guess. But I, And then Jeff Jarrett. I don't have any interest in Jarrett in 2022. And I know that they got him for backstage purposes and whatever. So keep him there. Like, this better be really quick. The promo, I thought, like, started out okay. And then it was meandering. And the crowd seemed to be checked out like I was during this for most of it. Thank God. So just, uh, like, the match was fine. Could have been better. And a big 0 for 2 in the surprise. Why couldn't you department. just, like, leave it as a reveal that I don't care about? You know. Yeah, this is not something that would have made me go and watch this show. I'll tell you that much. But... So match fine, uh, and just like the aftermath, keep keep track on this show of how many run-ins and confrontations are after matches. Spoiler, it's every single match, I'm pretty sure. We'll get there. If not every, all but, yeah, every? I think so. What was the man? Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, yeah. So this is the first of many. Yeah. This show is an exercise in... Copy, copy paste for me a little bit from we'll talk WCW. about it just from itself from uh-huh anyways keep going um so i thought it was a solid opener i thought it was i thought it was pretty good but uh not great uh i think the first match was definitely better but this one was still too. good i think it kind of benefited from having more of a story going in um the whole knowing darby secret thing was cool and speaking of the whole reveal and stuff it was lame I like the idea they had, like, um, I like the idea they had of Sting being his weakness, because I agree, and using a Sting doppelganger to cost Darby the match to kind of hit that point home and to represent that. I think that whole idea was actually sure. kind of cool. But then it crapped the bed when, for some reason, it was Cole Carter under the mask, and then Lethal and Dutzman was Jeff Jarrett. Like, who the hell cares? Neither of those reveals make sense to me. I have, I have absolutely no desire for Jeff Jarrett no. anywhere in AEW in any capacity. And Tony Khan announces that he's some backstage role. I forget what it's called, but regardless, no thanks. Like, I think the whole idea there was cool. It's just like they kind of the execution. The execution not was not great because I think the whole like, I agree. I think his issue is Sting, and I think representing that with like messing with him, having a Sting mm-hmm. like air quotes, costing the match would be cool. But like, do it better, and that makes two random pointless roles for Jeff Jarrett in 2022, along with him being guest ref at SummerSlam. Because why? And they tried to be like, well, he go. He has a long history with Sing and Lethal, or not Sing and Lethal, Dutt and Lethal. Oh, okay. And I guess Sting and yeah. TNA, but like, yeah, okay, not not anything I would have spent time on. And someone for said sure. he's doing his last outlaw gimmick. Ooh, yes, that is. I know what that means. He's leaning into that with the all black and the black cowboy hat and that whole deal. I remember seeing when I was Very watching those on the Bullet Club videos. He once came in with a Bullet Club guitar. Nice. So that's neat. Yeah. Uh, next again, MJ package. It was just a recap of the last week's events, the telling the firm stay away from Mox, then getting his ass beat. I guess it's their way of sneaking MJF on a show where there's basically no star power other than Mox. Other than Mox. <laughs> Speaking of which, Mox promo. Uh, he says he loves the energy in Baltimore when Jeff Jarrett comes uh, in. Disagree. <laughs> I'll get to that in my final comments. And for Moriarty, it's the biggest night of his life, and it's a limiter, so if he can get the job done, he gets a title shot, and he needs to rely on his skills, of which he has many. Um, he says he and Danson like him, but they decide he isn't mean enough and doesn't have what it takes. Ooh. And he says tonight, there's only one way on that's for him. And there's any revenge boiling in him now is the time to bring it to the surface. And he wants him to be mean and violent because he doesn't have time for anything else. Yep. Classic Mox. He has some sincere praise for his opponent, right? Which he always, we always say he tries to do. 
but then he gets more intense and focused and always does a great job with these. And he kind of reminded us of Moriarty and um, Blackpool Combat Club's history, just in case anyone forgot that, yes, he was kind of in the running for it, and they chose um, Yuta, Yuta, I guess, instead. So that was nice to hear, and Mox does a great job with these all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's those solid promos. Mox promo as usual. Um, again, like always, does a good job keeping character, putting uh Moriarty over, building the match a bit more. And yeah, like you said, picking Yuda over Moriarty because Moriarty was one of the people who mentioned, like Garcia, Yuda, Moriarty, guys right. like that, right? Yes. Um, not much special, but a good one, like usual. Um, they get another elite vignette, so it's like they play the finish of the trios tournament final from All Out. And then someone's like at a computer editing, and they cut that out and crop it out, like replace it with the video right. of Death Triangle winning the titles right. after they were vacated. And then we cut to an AEW poster, like usual like graphic that they post to advertise tickets for something. Yes. And the elite get dusted again. Yes. And then Death Triangle are kind of in their place. And so we end again with the dusting AEW logo minus the dusted E. Um and the captions I've seen on the social media posts or like the Instagram post that they oh Instagram posts. Um <laughs> what was your disgust there? Social media, that's what the WWE would always say. Right. And so the Instagram post it's like always like did Death Triangle delete the elite, which is kind of an interesting angle to take. So like I'm not sure if they're trying to implicate Death Triangle ness or if it's just like symbolizing something like because they they like replace the elite right. or if Death Triangle is actually like gonna be involved in this, which I think would be kind of a weird angle. Um, and I'm like, that's kind of what I said. It's like, I'm not sure what this angle's meant to be, but I kind of like it because it's like the whole MJF thing where like the mystery kind of keeps you intrigued. And so I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, I thought this was like, there was not one word spoken on this vignette, but I was pretty engaged mm-hmm. by it, right? Like, I, thought, I think it's interesting. Yeah. And I think the word is that it's possible elite death triangle at full gear. I wasn't sure I liked the computer part, but then with the way you explained it actually made more sense than. So I actually kind of like that idea, right? That they're editing this. I And you wonder where the elite are going to come at it, how they're blaming Death Triangle for something, but it should lead to awesome matches, right? Right. So, you, even I think at the base of it is, we didn't lose our titles, give us our course. titles back. I yes. want our titles. Blah, and that blah. is simple story, and I am totally fine with it because that is how people would behave, right? So I, mm-hmm. I, I like that simple story, and I trust the elite to kind of make that interesting. And Death Triangle's awesome, so... I'm kind of mad they didn't do interim trios titles. But... I feel like the yeah, I feel like the long term storytelling has been suffering lately. So we the elite seem to be really I think good at this that. So is a st- uh, like a good I hope one. so. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, and to be fair, like that those don't always come along. Right, I think like the hangman story was well, that was special. That was them striking gold. That was yeah. that's not those are like a diamond aren't a dime a dozen. You know. Yes. So I think, and I think they do excel at that when they have something good to, they to do. tell. It's just been a while. Right. And so I I know they've done other ones and ones too, but I'm just kind of. Yeah, I, I know they have. I, I just feel like not lately. I can't think of anything. There's right been no the hang, story I'm super into. The Hangman lately. one was the one. Yeah. And I mean, the Garcia one ha- was pretty, that was, was, that was pretty, pretty well done. done. Yeah. yeah. Even stuff like that. But yeah, this is cool. I do like that they're like, and it's. Both times have been right before a commercial, and then it's just ignored. Like, yes. commentary is not talking about like this whatsoever. Too, right. It's interesting. Yes, I do like that. Um, and they did the same thing with the House of Black one that we see later, right. which is interesting. You're right. I did not notice that, but they, I like that they don't. That's what I used to love about Lucha Underground, right, is the commentary had no idea what all the other stuff was going on. Yeah, so I don't. beat it to death like WWE do. 
I don't mind having that, but like I I do like that because then this is like kind of unique, you know. Yeah. Um. So next we go to John Moxley versus Lee Moriarty. It's one of them eliminator things. Why not a championship match? How do we come about issue an open challenge? Eliminators versus title. I guess it's weird. Yeah. Um. And then so Ethan Page is on commentary, which is good because Ethan Page, Ethan Page says things good. Yep. He does say things good. He does everything pretty good. Mm-hmm. Especially kicking people in the face. Yep. Does that well. Um, there's a neck chancer suplex for two by Mox, which is kind of cool. They that's what they called it. So mm-hmm. that was kind of neat. Um, then there was an Xbox by Mox later on. Um, later springboard form and a bridging suplex from Moriarty for two. Uh, wrist capture stomps by Mox after a wrist lock forearm exchange. Like they were kind of like both. Like it was kind of the Greco-Roman knuckle lock, mm-hmm. and there's like four Moxie was forearming him while they were gripped. Uh, Mox counters a hammerlock into a cutter for two. Uh, knee strike and Sayudo suplex by Moriarty, and then Mox comes back with a German suplex, and he tries for the armbar because they've both been kind of working each other's arms, I think. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Um, but Moriarty counters back into a shoulder capture crossface, basically Gargano escape. I just kind of tried to find the not <laughs> Gargano escape name. Mm-hmm. Um, and the finish comes when Mox rains down the hammer and elbows and actually submits Moriarty with an armbar, which is interesting. He doesn't usually. Right. And then Ethan Page runs down and boots Mox because that's what he be doing. Yep, we got a run in on this match as well. I one of my notes was that the crowd is dead for this, and then they're distracted, right? And we're like, what's going on? But it was Lamar Jackson came through, who I thought was a basketball guy, right? So he is one of the best genius. football players in the world. So the crowd was paying more attention to that than the match. But like, I thought it was a pretty good match, but the cr- the crowd didn't seem interested. That hurt it a little bit. And of the three young ones that were frequently mentioned in the same breath late we already talked about yuda garcia and moriarty he's been the one that's impressed me the least but to be fair he hasn't had as much exposure right and they're also to be fair there was a time where we weren't high on garcia either so there's obviously a chance that's true um i did like that page was the one to run in it feels like he might be getting elevated a little bit out of this i hope so He's in the Eliminator tournament, so that's promising. And I still don't think anyone's ceiling in that in the firm is super high, um, and not Paige's fault. I just don't see that group being too because I think Paige could be a star. But it's nice to see that maybe he's the one that's more the quote unquote main event competitor of that group. Um, so I like that idea. The match was probably a little better than fine. Um, what did you think? I I hope so, yeah, because I I really like Ethan Page too. I think. Yeah, he's cool. Also representing, you know. So yeah, absolutely. Here's hoping. Um, yeah. So it's, I thought it was a solid match at at least. Um, I like the limb targeting they kind of had going on, because it was a factor in the end. I can't remember the last time Mox won without the paradigm shift. It, it's even been a while since he used like something like the bulldog choke. Like he, I, I don't remember last time he, he did. beat Hangman with a lariat. <laughs> Technically, that's, that's 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 a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> Um, Moriarty looks solid here. Like I think I'd agree. Out, out of the three that they did mention, the Buckle Coleman Club, he's probably been like least prominent, least even in the matches he had. Like I thought he he's looked pretty good, but like out of the three, he's looked the least. But the goodest. least chance probably too. I probably, guess. Probably right? yeah. Um, he looks solid here though. I thought he looked pretty smooth with some of the technical transitions he had and some of the moves he hit. Like Mox let him get a solid amount in, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, Kud got a bit distracted at one point, which was a minor detractor, but in general, it was an alright match. I like the, I like Ethan Page on commentary. I thought he was pretty entertaining, mm-hmm. um, and not too distracting. And I do like his run. I like that he's at least doing stuff because that is good. Stuff is good. I mean, I'm kind of disappointed he ditched Scorp because I love their theme song so much. <laughs> just for, 
keep him around just for the team. Song. I like I like that team though. They should have been tag. Yeah, champs. they were cool. They could have been tag champs, and I would. And then Lambert got tangled up, and things went sideways. Yep. I honestly, a Scorp could be in the in the firm too. I don't know why they didn't take right. him too. I don't know where he's been. I guess that kind of puts even more of a ceiling on Paige, and they already have their tag yeah. team in there, which is Scorpio's the contact didn't like lapse, did it? He's still there. I don't think so. I I feel I like we would have heard about that because that's yeah. the kind of if you, if you hear about Alan Angels' contract, then you hear about Scorp. You know. Yeah, I would. I would think. Mm-hmm. I remember they heard. I heard it say Scorp, and now I like saying Scorp. Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I I think I figured out why this show sucks. Why? No, Matt Taven. Well, that would have helped for sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm, I'm fine without if they put him in the one of the ones we don't see him for months. Like some of the people, like like Miro, give him the Miro treatment. That'd be perfect. Matt Taven. Yeah, gone for months, never to be seen. <laughs> give him the Sting treatment where he's just like he's Mike Canales's weakness. <laughs> he's a weakness, all right. <laughs> Um, Renee Paquette sit down interview with Saray and Britt Baker, but oh no, Britt Baker's not there. Nope. She got kidnapped in a trunk. Just kidding. Nope. Mm, she got parking lotted. She might have. Wouldn't surprise no, me. No, she explains it later. She didn't. No, I know, but, uh, she's not there, uh, which, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she got parking lotted, although the AEW seems to be Much the safer. safest parking lot. It's just after every match that is the danger. You're going to get people running in and attacking Post-match you. ring is their parking lot. Yeah, that's right. Even more so, maybe. Oh, that is true. I mean, the beatdowns aren't as bad. No. But they are more frequent, so it And we depends. get to see them instead of just sometimes the person lying there. That's you know? true. And sometimes, well, I, at least like in all the AEW's post-match things, no one's ever injured their balls or whatever Alistair Black did and <laughs> when he was written off in the parking lot. I guess so. Because remember, that's the, that yeah. was the whole Johnny Gargano thing. That was the first time I remember them doing a parking lot thing, and then that kind of started the whole... And then I think they've kind of leaned into it because they know it's, like, <laughs> a thing. I hope so. Cause which is fine. It's, like, I'm surprised they haven't done a parking lot brawl. They should. They should. Oh, the the, the AEW one. Yeah, it was good. Uh, anyways, off topic. Uh, Renee says Baker decided not to show up because reasons, I guess. Uh, Soraya says she knows what it takes to be a star. Baker doesn't care about anyone but herself. The audacity of those dark And then heels. proceeds to talk about herself. For, <laughs> like, ugh, and she talks about how long she's been doing this yeah, and she what sure she's does. done. Uh, Soraya says she saw all the people come over to AEW, and when the right time came around, she wanted to be a part of it and build more of the women's division. Yeah. It was evident on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. The women's match this week. Really, we're building to something. Renee, <laughs> Renee asks about the medical condition of her, and Saraya says she'll save it for next week because we're all in such great suspense. Well, what? That's part of my problem with And this. there's one more doctor she wants to consult us, I assume Baker. Yeah. Um. So this is fine. I didn't love when Saraya started going on about building divisions everywhere and whatnot because, like, shut up. A baby um, face bragging about themselves, right? Like, that's But not... the rest of it was fine i guess i don't know why we're holding off on this she's obviously going to wrestle right um i talked about it later in one of the other segments we we uh saw but like i'll kind of mention here just because i remembered it but like there is kind of a bit of development because this is the first like major story yes outside of the title that we've had in a while yes like so at least i can appreciate i'm not a huge fan of soraya but at least it's some prominent story for the women that's but, beyond a title yes and, and i think they just need to work on the tbs division but the fact that you only do that when you bring someone new in yeah when you that's already have a bit of an issue people there. 
And just, yeah, for it's me... It's kind of a give and take there. Like, I didn't like her baby face work here. Like, bragging about yourself and going over your accomplishments doesn't seem like something she should do. Right. And then, like, she's not engaging enough for me to be... Like, we know you're going to wrestle, so let's just get there. If she was doing something interesting, right, I could be like, yeah, well, I know she's going to wrestle, but at least her promos are awesome or whatever, and the story getting there is going to be fine. It's like it's fine. But I just don't really care, and we all know she's going to wrestle, or you wouldn't be doing any of this stuff, right? right? So I didn't feel like this really accomplished anything, um, but it, it was there. It, it happened. was there. That's funny you say that. Mm-hmm. It was actually there. Can confirm. Uh-huh. Um... Okay, so then next there's a William Regal interview, which is pretty quick. He's just saying that MJF has a long way to go to be a true villain, and he warns him about having to face Mox. Um, I thought it was solid. It was really quick, so not a whole lot to say about that. Yeah, I didn't really have anything either, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I literally, I missed most of it, so I just took notes. But... I have Tony with Regal, and then I have comments about Soraya still underneath for some reason. Underneath that? <laughs> yep. How does that, is that I, what I you know. already said? I have, I guess there's supposed to be some sort of mystique surrounding Soraya and her career, but I just don't see it. The, she is slightly more relevant than Jarrett, I guess, but it's in the same ballpark for me. You, I think that, I was that's still. What you, that's what you picked up from Regal? I think I was still just stewing from the previous segment because I didn't really like it. But Is that the impression Regal kind of gave you? And Oh, I do have a note there. Sorry, it says, so MJF, as MJF turns face, Regal says he's on his way to being a full villain. A little <laughs> bit confusing. <laughs> Right? That's a fair... There you go. I found it, and it was that's kinda, a salient point. That's kind of... That's, that's, yeah, right? Yeah. I just had... I work. mean, maybe maybe Regal knows what's up, though. Like what we're saying. Maybe yeah. Regal knows what's yes, up. Yes, that's he, true. Maybe he's like... Like st- it's meta, and he realizes that MJF's not really turning babyface. It's part of some so Maybe ruse, Regal's just like... And he's ahead. He's like it. big brain on a god-tier level, yeah. to quote Roman Reigns there. That could be. Oh, I saw a bit of the... Remember the uh, press conference that they did for Conjo randomly when they had just announced Paul and I remember so I, I I turned on the network as I do sometimes that's the one I thought Reigns was Reigns was awesome in yeah, I think yeah. yeah yeah and when Sako had the North American title for a week <laughs> yeah um anyways I saw that bit from Triple H and he was saying like oh Logan Paul reaching the youth and he's like he's reaching the youth on a gotcha level and I was like it was so I was cringing that sounds very out of cringe. my body like it was just like Triple H like praising and it's like Ugh. fellow kids fellow kids oh it was that's so bad here oh it's like well and like it is roman reigns catchphrase so it's like they kind of play on that yeah. but like just him going on about logan paul's social media crap and it's just that's all they care about honestly. it just made me squirm and at the press conference they did today yesterday i don't know the Recently? one they just did um jake paul there yep. bad no like, no want, no They'll care. be a tag. They'll be tag team champs in 2023. Yeah, that's my, that now. was my prediction I was telling you before um, we came down. So here's what I'm, we're going off topic again, but just I'll get this out. Um, I'll probably mention it later, but anyways, um, I'm thinking because Jake Paul's in his corner. So the Usos are going to cost, they're going to retain against the Brawling Brutes, not just. Um, Obviously. Right. Oh, I said Brawling Brutes again. Darn it. Um, anyways, they're going to retain. They're going to play a big hand in Roman Reigns winning. They're going to just cost Logan Paul big time. Then the Paul brothers are going to tag team and win the titles. And I'm going to shoot at my eye socket. They're definitely going to... I think they'll they'll be a team at some point in the near future. And we won't watch it probably. And that's fine. I genuinely can't decide which Paul brothers a bigger douchebag. I don't even... I just know they are. I don't even Jake care Paul enough look, to Jake investigate. Jake Paul looks more like a douchebag because he's got the... 
crappy tattoos and stuff. And they literally introduced them as the undefeated boxer, like six and zero. Like, yeah, ooh. cool. He fights old people. <laughs> it's generally. like it's like um. Oh right, doesn't he? Didn't he fight like Silva or something? Uh, isn't he old? Every yeah, I don't know if he fought Silva. I'm I can't. Remember. I'm pretty sure. I don't like to give them oxygen, so I don't really. Right, I don't and really it, care. it's like well, and AEW's bringing Mike Tyson uh, for yeah, rampage, it's so it's great. like where they zig, WWE zags, you know. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> boxer for boxer, yeah, baddest man on the planet, me baddest social media influencer on the planet. That's probably what their lingo would be. Yeah. Are you looking at it? Or you, no? no. Okay. I was just deciding if I was waiting for that or not. Nope. Okay. Uh, you suck, Jake Paul. Uh, next we have the daddy ass birthday bash. That's a nice sentence. Yeah. Um, so Bones talks about now gun can't do the scissor me gesture because of the injury. Swerve did something when he kidnapped him, I guess. I don't know. So they reveal some foam fingers with the scissor, which uh, that's actually a smart uh, merchandise. Like I that. Guess. That's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So Billy puts them on his hands, and now they can do the scissor, and he did but the why? scissor thing. Why is that not a violation of the scissoring? Because they won the trademark. Oh, they won it? Is that what they're saying? It was trademark versus title. Oh. You didn't know that? Uh, I don't know. I don't that was the whole point of that match. That makes sense then. Okay. So that was a very short-lived angle. Yeah. It was just a, it was a, it was a were, rampage angle. I felt angle. like they weren't saying it, though. So then I was still like... It was literally advertised as trademark versus title. They mentioned it in the promo. Right. Good. Good stuff, then. <laughs> what are you watching? I don't know. What are you watching? Um... Uh, Bowens asks who brought Daddy Ass a gift, and so there's like a bunch of signs and stuff. Um, Caster wondered who has the best gift, and he was some. They gave him some fan made scissors. Um, Caster gave him the uh, gun, uh, and as a birthday gift from that kid in Baltimore. Um, Bowens talked about Billy Gunn being in the business for thirty years, which begs the question: that's, Why is he on my TV? That's not the flex you think it is. No, right? That's like saying Sting's wrestled for however long wrestling has wrestled for. Right. No. Um, he's an eleven time tag team champion because he's old. And he were he was part of the worst worked match in two thousand six. That was some reverse battle royal. Yeah. <laughs> that made Billy Gunn laugh a little bit. Is that another flex? Like he's been wrestling for thirty years. And in some terrible matches. And he's had the worst match over yeah. a decade ago. Yeah. Billy Gunn, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um then they gave him a trophy saying it's the world's greatest daddy. Kinda had Dundee vibes. It did, because um, it was handwritten, the, the D-Y on yeah. it, right? Yeah. And just, like, the whole fake trophy thing is, like, I don't know, like or, like, when uh, Miz had the Mizzies, mm-hmm. and then then and then and the Shield reunited. Bring back the Slammies. Where'd they go? Yeah, well, I don't remember that. I don't, it's been a while. Did you actually like the Slammies? No. Okay. Other than Owen Hart. <laughs> right. He was awesome. I didn't mind um the NXT year end awards at the Yeah, those were I remember when I like those. They were like gold ring bells, which that's kind of cool. Yeah. And I remember Undisputed Era had like a bunch of them and Cole had two cuz you know, he's Adam Cole and he's he is. the best and like he, We ever see him again? He was NXT. Oh, if he doesn't come back, I will cry cuz I cried when he didn't win the title. So that if he doesn't fact. come back, I'm going to cry again. And then That was back in the day. That was mid-2019. Mm-hmm. I will cry if he doesn't come back. I'm going to cry so hard. Because <laughs> uh, if, even if Kyle O'Reilly doesn't come back, I might cry. I miss him, too. I miss... Uh, yeah, remember, like, he had... I mean, he kind of went out with a bang. Yeah, they were just the whole O'Reilly, or the building whole him a bit. Thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there was, like, that, like, on Dime, I once to turn on the box, and there was like, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, anyways... 
Um, Back to this extremely long segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bowen said that he had guests for Daddy Ass, but two of them canceled, and the rest of them were upset he didn't go to the reunion. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. And then Billy Gunn did a crotch chop, which they, I think, wouldn't put on camera. It was, like, off camera a little bit, but you could see he did it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing it, so I don't know if it's, like... You could see him go like this, but it actually didn't show him doing it, but you could see that that's what he was doing. <sighs> the audacity. Right? Uh, Bones talked about how Billy has been a mentor and a father figure to them, and then he has a piece of paper saying that Billy can adopt both of them, and Billy's like, I get to be your daddy, and he wanted to sign it. Ugh. Then the guns come out, because they just got to make my whole day. Because um, this is a B roster show for some reason. I uh, see. <laughs> at least in the at least just to, to the get to the gun just to <laughs> roast the guns a yeah. bit um or i guess g if you want to go there mm, nice um austin wonder if their inf- invitation got lost in the mail i'd probably burn their invitation instead if i was if it was me but like whatever and they said they are his sons and billy pointed at the acclaimed that was kind of amusing and colton said they got billy gift and w morrissey booted him as they do is booting his thing or is booting Ethan Page thing? Like, pick a direction, it's the guys. Group's thing, I guess. <gasps> so that's what brought them all together. Is their the desire big, to boot, boot people? people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny because their logo on Moriarty's charm was like the hands, which it's actually kind of cool. Should just be feet. I, I liked it. I don't know how it plays in the front. It's just like the firm. It's like it's either, it looks like marionette hands, yeah, I think or it's, like, it's blood. I think it's like puppet strings sort of idea. Which I th- I thought it looked cool. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I saw the shirt and I was like, "That's kind of neat." Mm-hmm. Um, not like I'm gonna buy it. Cool, it's the but, firm, like, but no, I'll buy an Ethan Page shirt. Yeah. It's too bad because I like Page and Bivens, but but you put the guns in that faction, yeah. so I I think I'm like obligated to not buy it. Hell, I'd buy a W Morrissey shirt. I'm not buying a wow, gun shirt, would... bud. Hey, Big Cass was sick. I guess. And he was seven feet tall. And guess what? You can't teach that. You can't teach that. Nope. And he boots people in the face, and you could probably teach that. Mm-hmm. Um, Morrissey knocked down the acclaimed, and then the gun club came in. To, uh, no, guns uh, came in to stomp uh, the acclaimed. Uh, FTR make the save. I was like, where's FTR's music? And then, like, three seconds later, boom. Even the segments end in run-ins and brawls tonight. Not just matches. <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything, everything, everything. It's great. Um. <laughs> Yeah, and then they pick up the titles, hand them back to the claim because, ooh, they're going to eventually face off. This was too long. Like, there was some amusing little bits in there, but I don't know. It's just too much of this, not enough acclaimed wrestling, and too many of these. Re- like, I get it. They're super over and popular, but they don't need 10-minute segments on Dynamite every week. Um, So just too much attention for the guns, Billy Gunn, The Firm, all, like, just... People I don't care that much about seem to be what this show is all about. And this segment was just, this was the big segment of this episode, right? And it was just too long for me and had a couple chuckles in there, but not enough for me to say I really like this. I don't know about you. Yeah, I thought it definitely felt drawn out too. And it was just like, I don't know, like it was solid comedy stuff, I guess. And like it's over, so I don't have a huge issue. It's just like, other than that, it was kind of long. It didn't really move anything along either, which kind of annoyed me a and bit. And I don't think the crowd helped nice. either. Like, I think if this were in Toronto when we did it, like the crowd was bananas. This crowd was pretty laid back, I thought. Even for the acclaimed, yes. which is like, that's the thing that yes. gets people like For nuts. a dynamite crowd, they were, they were quiet. Yeah, they're pathetic. <laughs> pathetic. I wasn't impressed. Toronto Sorry, would appreciate Sorry, this. Sorry, Baltimore. 
Tirana would appreciate it. Um, and like I don't know, like why did the guns have to come out? Why couldn't it have been Swerve or Lee? Like why did they have their pointless thing? Why couldn't Swerve be out here and like at least it kind of builds us to the pay per view, like just to kind of insert the guns FTR feud into here and then tease FTR versus the cleaned. I guess is the point, but like. I don't know. Just like it didn't feel like there was much of a purpose here, and it felt too drawn out to have a purpose. When I feel like it didn't build to anything, right? Important. And yeah. like it was too long for just to no build. And like I said later, that I feel like the triple threat should have gotten a bit more time because I liked it, but I wish I had more time. Yeah. Why not take some of this? Right. Like I don't get it. I agree. It was it was fine. I liked the claim. I just didn't really care a ton for this. And yep. Like it was okay. Um, next we have Britt Baker interview because she's here, not with Brene. Uh, Baker said she didn't want to show up to their party because she's been dealing with conspiracies. And then, um, Britt and Jamie were talking about how they want to wrestle together and find them a tag team wrestle on Rampage. All right, like, um, solid promo from Baker per the usual. Sets up a basic Rampage match, which is fine. Uh, weird she didn't acknowledge that Saraya doctor line because I feel like that would kind of, I feel like that's something she would acknowledge, but. And mentioned okay. conspiracy stuff. She mentioned it, and then I think Hater mentioned it too. And where is that coming from? What con- what would the conspiracy be? I don't Something know. Something about Soraya? Or... I don't know. And oh, that's why I was like, initially, that feels anno- more annoying than interesting. Like, just to be like, because of conspiracy. Okay. Specify. And then Hater said something like, we've been dealing with a lot of conspiracies, I think, or something. Yeah, so I they could make it interesting. But I, uh, on the surface, I was just kind of like, oh, that's... I don't know. Right. Be more specific, but maybe we'll find out part of the story. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we get Chris Jericho versus a former Ring of Honor champion. Now, did they back it up from being heavyweight champions? to just That's what Jericho's right? promo was last yeah. week. Just to open the door for this, right? It's kind of yeah, yeah telegraphed. And, oh, how I wanted Cassius Ono. Nothing would have made nope. me happier than Cassius Ono. If it was Cassius Ono, I'd rate the show higher. Maybe. Oh, no. It was not Cassius Ono. It was Cole Cabana. Who we're not fans of, and it's kind of a funny choice given the Yeah, I don't really love Cabana, but it does make me happy because I You know it makes someone else unhappy. Yes. (laughs) I know he's just kicking himself right now. Yeah, probably. And I hope he breaks his TV in anger because you can go suck it. All right. Um, notables, uh, Cabana had Jericho on a fireman's carry on the top turmoil, and they kind of teetered and toned outside, which I was kind of like, I do not think that was the plan. No, I, cause I was kind of like, oh, for a second, cause I was like, oh, I thought something might happen. Thankfully, they're, they're fine. They're, yep. It was just kind of a iffy spot. There's a middle rope splash by Cabana for two. A Billy Goat's curse submission by Cabana, which looks like that submission Edge used to do, which I'm not a huge fan of. It looked okay, but I'm just like, eh. it looked like, it's like a Boston Crab, but if he's facing, Forwards. Yeah, I thought it looked kind of cool. Which is inverted. Kinda... They call it inverted um, walls of Jericho or something. I guess, right? Like, but I don't know. I just feel like it looks kind of weird, and just it feels like if you're sitting on them in a Boston Crab, that just seems more effective. It's just like, me. why wouldn't you just do the the traditional one right. a little bit? Yeah, right. It's like, or like, if you want to mock Jericho, just do a lion tamer. That seems more effective. Yeah, it's lion the tamers. cool one, the actual lion tamer with the knee in the back. I still remember um him doing one to Neville in like 2016. Looks awesome. and it looked gnarly because yeah. he'll just you know take it looks that. so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does that Superman pin for two, and they're like, Hager kind of pulled him off. Yes, and they're like he almost had to have Hager didn't do that. No, he didn't. <laughs> when has that ever won anything ever? Right in the history of anything. I don't know. Like, 
when does that even come close to winning anything? Like, that's just, like, I I guess it's kind of funny, but, like, it's, like, not a practical pin. Like, it's not, like, uh the seatbelt pin or the Last Supper where I'm, like, yeah, that could. Yes, you're, like the Last It's Supper. difficult to get out of that, you know? Mm-hmm. N- like, no, they are not the same. Um, Kabe hits a flying apple in the corner, and then Jericho comes back the code breaker for the win. Like, just sudden, boom, done. Um, Jericho gets 2.0 to grab Rick Bonnie, but Claudia runs out to attack him. Then, uh, like, Danson comes out, then you can, it's just like an endless Run-ins, brawl. Yeah. Like, first time tonight, no, wait, third time in the first hour. I didn't mind this Fourth one. Fourth time, including was, a second. I guess it was kind of cool, like, having the whole big faction thing, but, like. I just go numb to it all. I, if, the, if they were going to have this in here, because this is an ongoing feud, I would have rather they'd maybe take out something else then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. This basically was the same as Mox Moriarty. One guy has no chance to win, but he gets a ton of offense before suddenly losing, right? Um, and again, I just had a note here. This Baltimore crowd is not what you would call hot. The match was fine. I still would rather see any one of a long list of people on TV before Colt Cabana. And some of these people have been off for weeks or months, right? So I don't know why Colt Cabana needs to be, other than he fits the former champion, I guess. Um, Why wasn't it cash? That would have made me so happy. And the aftermath, I just, again, I just, it's hard to care about it when it's happening. It's almost like we're enduring a match to get to the post-match stuff. And I hate that feeling because that's like a WCW when it was dying problem. And I don't want it on Dynamite. But anyways. So Double or Nothing was in what, May, right? Sure. I don't know. Um, so that's when Anarchy in the Arena happened, which would be kind of the start of Jazz versus Blackpool mm-hmm. in May. They're still going. In May. Like, it's... Yeah. It's been on and off again, but kind of just forever ongoing, which, like, I don't know. Just, like... And again, not I like super a good faction feud more than anyone, yeah. but, like... I know. I don't know. Give it a rest eventually, like... Shield versus Evolution, that's my that's my stuff, man. And, but and if you had gone leaned into the their sports entertainers and they're facing the faction of real fighters or whatever, but like that's not really what it looks it's like. It's not at the forefront as much as it should yes. be. Right? Yeah, um so I thought this match was alright. About what do I expect from Cabana and Jericho, which is not the wildest of compliments. <laughs> um, I think the action was fine, but uh, some of it was the command offense I'm not a huge fan of. I think I speak for both of us there. Because it's, it's kind of just like supposed to be amusing, right? And right. It's, not... and it's like, it's just not serious. No. And it's just like, not even though that's like a huge issue. It's just like, it's, it's not, not for, not me. Really for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Um, And so not a ton of huge spots here, but generally it was fine. I was really hoping for Cash's own. Like, that just would have been awesome. I think even if he lost, that would have been really cool. Um, But it was not. And then maybe, then it would have made sense for Blackwell to come out because Claudio. Yes. But why do something better? I don't really care for Cabana, but I like it because it's another FU to Punk. And that is also a funny line because Cena's finish used to be the FD- FU, so ha. True. And Cena, no like Punk. And P- Punk, no like Cena. Right. So, yep. <laughs> um, next we get a Death Triangle interview. Uh, Phoenix says he's ready and he'll become double champion, for sure. Uh, Pac says he wants real revenge for Death Triangle. He should use the hammer and says it's something to think about. I've, um, so I thought it was a little bit like trying to turn them, I guess. But have they not done this story before? Didn't Death Triangle like break up and reform already? They did. Or just ref- Pac left. They did they reform, but that was because Pac was gone in the right. pandemic. It just feels all very and much l- like. Haven't we been here before? And Lucha Bros were like Kingston was kind of trying to drive yes. a wedge between them. 
I don't I don't personally feel like that, but I don't mind Pac trying to turn them. And but depends on how the elite comes back, because what if yeah. the elite are facing again and you heal Death Triangle, which I think would be cool because Death Triangle is badass. It kind of puts them in like yeah, in between, right? Pac, I don't mind it. Pac's a bastard. He's tired of the Lucha Brothers not being willing to take shortcuts, right? So I think that's a decent little story to Dell, but it just kind of feels like haven't we run this track with this group already no or something similar it just feels like too soon to be going back to the well kind of thing right right maybe but Um, the matches should be sick so whatever mm -hmm. um next we get ray phoenix speak the devil versus luchasaurus the right hand of destruction (laughs) yes versus orange Cassidy with the theme song i enjoy um for the awl lincoln championship i was watching like um video guys they were playing uh no mercy the the old wrestling game i'm playing on on the computer yeah they had like a mod for that where it's like aew roster mm-hmm. it's like it's really cool anyways they were talking about like orange cassie's themes and like they're saying uh jane the one he has now is the best one because and i agree because I, I like the sound of it the best but also like because they're saying it kind of has like that build up to a pop yeah. every time so i thought i and that i thought that was an interesting point so that was that was but that the build up cool. i think is a bit too long needs yeah, to be shortened a bit uh, I, don't I like know. it um, notables. There's a nice tilt roll DT on Phoenix, but for two by Cassie, it was like really fast. He spun around a little more this and time and stuck it, and dude. then yeah, s- spiked him, which was nice. Luchasaurus goes on a solid flurry before the commercial break, but he didn't tail whip, he didn't moonsault. So what was the point? No, I one of my notes is this heel Luchasaurus, right? He's more like the powerhouse rather than showing like because he can wrestle like a smaller guy, but because he's a heel now, I guess it makes sense. But I still miss it, right? Because he, he was very pretty basic was, in this. Yeah, he was unique. Yes. Or like not. I mean, like he used to be. Nor, yes, before. Yeah. Um, and like, it doesn't mean you can't kick people, man. Just hit, True. tail whip them in the face. Yep. In, in the face. I mean, he did head, but I wonder if he's like potatoed people or something, because it seems to be not happening. Much it never anymore. looked like. He I didn't does. think so either. I I don't know. Like he did head, but uh, Cassidy pretty yeah. nice at one point. Yes. So that was that was pretty gnarly. Um, Luchasaurus, Cassidy, in the steel stairs. And he chokeslams Phoenix through the ringside table, as you do. And not and the best right on the chokeslam belt in the world, but yeah, he went through he, the he table. left-armed it. Yes. Um, Luchasaurus goes to chokeslam Cassie off the stage, but Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. They actually just called him Jack Perry. Yeah, because they did that in the last match, No Jungle too. Boy. They did that in his last couple of matches, yeah. the Toronto one and, and the, I didn't hear the All com- Out. I don't remember the comp. Well, I didn't hear it. I live. just remember seeing the nameplate. Yeah. Maybe on Rampage 2 against Phoenix, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and then he cross-bodies him off the stage. Um, so the finish comes when Phoenix super kicks Cassie and then goes for a roll through cutter, but gets caught midair with an orange punch, which looks nice. Yeah, the anti air orange retains. punch. Yeah, that it. was really cool. It did I look liked good. it a lot. Um, Pack attacks Cassie post match. Surprise! <laughs> and uh, beats him down until Katsuyori Shibata, real surprise, comes out flanked by Rocky Man and Best Friends. And Shibata chases Pack off, signs a contract for the Rampage uh, title match, which happened. Um, and so that's neat. Yeah, Shabbat, I loved Prime Shabbat. I'm not sure, because I don't know with his like near career ending, like if he's full steam ahead or he's obviously a bunch older now, but Prime Shabbat was, because that's when I was watching um, New Japan consistently and he was fantastic. Didn't uh, he like, what happened to him? He almost like died or something. He got like a real head, like headbutt and it like was super, super duper How did that serious. mess him up that bad? Because it's your brain. And if you get a big enough brain trauma, you're not coming back from it. Um, I thought it was a fun enough triple threat match felt a bit short to me um, and maybe focused too much on furthering other storylines right because clearly Jungle Boy Luchasaurus isn't done 
You've got Pac and the rest of Death Triangle having issues as well. Um, but yeah, fun match. I think there's a better match out of these three. Uh, and again, it would be cool if Luchasaurus was doing some more of his, like, defying his size offense. But I get it because he's a heel, so it's not a big deal. And yeah, the finishing punch I thought looked awesome. And the match that was, was really cool. The match was pretty good, but could have been better. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a pretty good TV match, but definitely felt like a TV match in the sense where it was a little too short mm -hmm. uh, for my liking. And I wish we had gotten longer because with this, because I think it could have been then been like much better. Cause I think it was good nonetheless. Like I think this is a nice combination of talent, but I think they deserved more here. Like and like with that claim segment, like why the time go to that? Uh, Luchasaurus had a pretty strong showing there. The going, which was a little, and it was a little more basic than what we're used to, which is a bit of a shame and it kind of made sense because then jungle boy kind of took him out of the running um and then so that continues that feud and then luchasaurus didn't take the fall here either which was expected yeah that's what i thought too uh phoenix and cassie had a solid exchange after that but like i said because they didn't have enough time that felt really short-lived and but cassie catching with the orange punch was really cool i thought it looked really nice um overall solid match should have gotten more time post-match was solid shibata back is kind of cool even though i've never seen shibata he's cool i've i've only seen like a bit of his him and ishii um and super handsome <laughs> and um i'll definitely have to check that out at least that match i feel like um apparently he wants danielson as well which would be even cooler that was part of his thing was like he looks like a model but then he was like a killer basically right, right? so it was interesting mm -hmm. Uh, a serve and Lee, because mm -hmm. that's why I wrote with Rick Ross backstage thing. Who is this guy in brackets? We, I had to Google him because I, I, I've, he's a, I, I'm obviously not hip. I'm not, but it's Rick Ross. So and he's also, a, Mans was way too into it. But it's funny because I later, one of my comments is they seem so obsessed with any sort of celebrity. It's reminding me of TNA. And then I saw a clip today where Rick Ross was in the crowd at TNA, back in the day. So I'll at least say he's a wrestling fan. So that's cool, right? Uh, maybe he's awesome. I don't he know. He was way too into this. I don't know. Like something about him I didn't like. I was, yeah, I was a, the same. I didn't love it. Because he's like, he seems to be siding with Swerve, right? So it's weird to have a celebrity show up and be a heel, kind of, if that's what he's doing. Because that is almost never the case. Which is well, just a random person. In Logan there. Paul should have done that. Right. I mean, he kind of did, but now he's not. Right. And you know. I hate him so much. Uh, Ross says they're celebrating today and the human makes four of the biggest. This is how you do it. Yeah, that's for sure. What are they celebrating? I'm not sure. Number one contendership, I guess? Yeah. Sure, we'll go with Even that. though FTR had it for seven months and didn't get a title shot. And didn't even celebrate it. No big deal. Didn't even celebrate Well, then maybe that's the key to actually getting your title shot. You have to celebrate your number one contendership yes. the and second you get it. And then you get the... Right. Or a week after, at least. Or drop down four rankings. Right. Uh, Lee comes in and says uh, they heard from him, but uh, Swerve didn't respond to him. And Ross says they're cute and positive. Said that so many times. Like the right hand destruction. Mm -hmm. uh, Lee says he saw Swerve cheek and gun in Toronto. <sighs> and against FDR, and he asks who was behind the camera when Swerve kidnapped Billy Gunn. And they're like saying not to worry about it right now. And oh, we're keeping it positive. Uh, and Swerve says they're teaming with the guns against the acclaimed next year next week. And Billy Guns, like what I would say if I was in that situation, like the guns, ew, ew. Um, so yeah, uh, this was weird. This was fine, but like, who the hell is this? Who cares? Uh, at least we get a multi-man tag next week, which back in the day that was fun as hell. So 
And Here, here's hoping. I thought it's interesting because it's like, hey, Keith Lee, let's team with another heel tag, like a heel tag team, right? So it's going to be Keith Lee and three heels. Uh, yeah, Rick Ross added nothing to me. And I just kind of feel like their team, Swerve and Lee, haven't been together long enough for me to get too into like them breaking up, right? It seemed like a sudden throwing them together. And then it's like they haven't been together that long. So it's not that big a deal that they're breaking up. Mm-hmm. I just looked up. They have not updated the AEW rankings in over two months. I saw, like, yeah, so I, I was think looking they're at... dead. Since was... August thirty first was the last update because I'm on their official site right now. I was looking the one week and I couldn't find out because I was looking to see who's ranked number five. How am I gonna know who's ranked number five? So they clearly, are seem to be getting away from them a little bit. How mm-hmm. I need to know who's ranked number five? Yeah, I I can't I can't go on without it. Like. I... <laughs> It makes me sad. <laughs> well, get to our match of the night then. God. This one made me angry a little bit. Uh, next we get J.D. Cargo versus Marina Shafir for the TBS title without the belt. So first of all, we have to watch Marina Shafir wrestle, which is not something we enjoy. We have to watch her play. And then we have to deal with commentary being a little bit different. Yeah, Nyla and Vicky come to do commentary on the mic, so we all get to hear it. And so... At least then you can't complain. You can't Question. hear the commentary and Nyla's live. clearly a heel. Yes? Yeah. So Jade is as well? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. That's how wrestling works, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're going to root for Cargo here, I guess. I guess. It almost feels like that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. She's in the role of the baby face that got her belt stolen and now has, the, has to fight her to get it back. My favorite wrestling trope. <laughs> Steal my property and get a match to get it back. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, Cargill and Jafir finally outside, and Vicky and Nyla are saying a bunch of stuff I don't care about. <laughs> Super distracting, I thought. Yep. Not adding anything, mm-hmm. taking away from it. Yeah. And I don't mind Nyla. I don't want to listen to Vicky, but I don't mind Nyla. Yeah. Um, no one wants to listen to Vicky. That's her whole thing. Like, that is. Um, and so Cargo walks up to go for them, and then runs back. She doesn't want to get counted out, obviously. Mm-hmm. To lose the title she's not even in possession of, even though she's still technically the champion. Right. Uh-huh. Um, so Cargo wins with the pump kick and Jaded for the win. Um, this There's your a women's cl- match of the week, folks. Yep. This was a colossal waste of time. The match amounted to not much more than a, a squash. And now that Vicky's bit was nothing but annoying. I don't get the point of any of this. As Cargo didn't even get her belt back, this feud feels meaningless, and they haven't even gone to the match yet. It feels too long for a feud that doesn't matter. Uh, nothing came out of this really, and this is our women's match of the week. Fix your division, TK. Yeah, like, this is super bad. Come Just, on, th- this is it. We got what a two minute, not even. Now the only silver lining out of this is they seem to have realized what they've got in Marina Shafir, right? Like instead of pushing her as a killer, she just gets squashed by Jade Cargill in a minute or whatever. But yeah, this is the only women's match on this show, and we talk about it all the time. This is not getting better. This is worse. And I saw something about Cargill saying, there's a whole bunch of girls in the back that could have five-star matches, but we only get one match a week to show it. And a match that's like two minutes at tops, that may be generous. So I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they can suggest that they're treating the women's division anywhere near what they're treating the men's division. It's, it's a glaring weakness in this company, and they don't seem to care about changing it at all. So I guess this is just what we get. Right, um, like I don't know, they they claim, so I guess we'll see because the whole Soraya thing, right? 
I guess it's going to we'll be see. a revolution. And the revolution is you get a squash match. You get less wrestling on TV mm-hmm. as the revolution starts. Uh, I can't deal with Soraya and Soraya existing. <laughs> well, as there's rumors Soraya is going to be gone, so you won't have to worry. Still, I can't, like, is she going to go back to Soraya or whatever? Because Soraya is her real name, right? I think. I believe so. I think that's name. the whole point of using yeah. that. Yeah. Because it'd be a weird name to choose. No, like, whatever. No offense. That would kind of be a sucky name to choose. Choose what you like. Uh, no, I would not choose that. Um, they're, they're just embassy Samoa Joe package is just like recapping embassy stuff with Joe <laughs> promo lines. I don't really care. My note is Joe is mad. That's all I. That's all I wrote. Joe is mad. That's how much I cared. He was really mad. Yep. And he cuts a good promo. Sure. Indeed. Um, it was okay. Uh, next we get House of Black vignette. I don't know how to explain it, so I just recommend checking it out because it was kind of cool. It was just all like dark, gothic imagery and yeah. what's her face it was, was cool. Julia Hart was playing a role in it, and it was like they were almost. I think burying all th- Alistair Black like he was I dead almost. Maybe, but there was she was burying them with three people, and one of them had tattoos. So I, f- I think at least Brody King was there. So I feel like maybe all of them are burying someone. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know. Um, it was cool. I, I guess they're in it as well with them in the elite back. The trios division will maybe have some life breathed back into it, which is good because I feel like it got off to a good start and then kind of floundered once. The trio's titles kind of went up in smoke a bit. This so is the hopefully, one I took some notes on that you didn't. Hopefully, this is, hopefully this is you know a return to form because I'm happy yeah, House of Black. Me and too. Hopefully they're done right this time because this faction should be awesome. I was happy to see. I love Black. Malachi Black. I absolutely love Buddy Murphy and Buddy King's cool. So, so I hope said, they do it right this time. So some of the notes I took was now comes the ways of old. The worship of death all must end so that all can suffer anew. So it's almost like this is their funeral sort of thing and maybe coming back to, as something for a rebirth slightly different or whatever i don't know so i thought yeah it was kind of cryptic but as long as it becomes clear at some point the only time i fatigue with this is when it's week after week of like schism right now in um, nxt although this week was a little better where they just keep saying stuff and it's cryptic and it never means anything and cryptic it never for cryptic state right it never advances see. anything and they just think it sounds cool and it's not um I need something, right? So we'll see. Right. I'm glad to have these guys back on TV, though. They're yeah, cool. absolutely. Like, I think they got lost with the whole Sting Darby nonsense. Yeah. This vignette so. and the Elite vignette were the two that I liked on this show, mm-hmm. to be honest. I think um, this is hopefully a step in the right direction for doing them right, so that even though it wasn't true, that Malachi Black wouldn't want to leave. Right. Um, next, we get a Storm Hater pa- package. Uh, there's photos of Hater and Storm's history with Storm talking about them living together like sisters in the pandemic. Storm says Hater seemed to have a change of attitude when she arrived, and Hater's point is, like, she doesn't get that point. She's, like, she feels like she's always been right. always been the same, and Storm's saying she's clearly Britt's friend now. And I thought this was pretty solid, and I'm already looking forward to that match. They're facing off a full gear, which is pretty good. And so I like them dumping some history on us that I wouldn't have really known. I was so just getting into it's it, beneficial. and then it kind of stopped. Yeah. I was hoping it would, like, be a twice that long and keep going. But, yeah, I always like when they try and make it feel maybe this is their real backstory, whatever. Mm-hmm. It feels like it is, and, I yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we go to our main event, which is Samoa Joe versus Brian Cage. They call him a machine. <laughs> Cages um, are machines. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> For the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Yep. You know, you know why they call him Cage? Because he's a machine. Because he's a machine. Um, and his theme song says so too. So you know it's true. It's like when John Cena's theme says, your time is up and his time is now. That is true, except not now because he's kind of old. 
Um, notables, there's a the, Joe does the back, cornerback Elvin Zagiri thing. That's neat. Uh, there's a German suplex by Cage. Uh, laid on Toby Conheal by Cage, and he didn't tear his quad. He did not. And remember, Taz refers to Prince Nana's group as the kingdom? Yeah. I was <laughs> and like, nobody corrected him either. I noticed that. I was like, no. And no one said anything. I don't yeah. think they remember either. <laughs> no, I don't. I, don't know. I was important. waiting for them to correct it. That's how relevant this group is so far. That's how relevant the kingdom is. Yeah. Um, there's a strike exchange. Um, later on, like there's kind of like a twisting elbow drop by Cage. Like it kind of like turned midair. Yeah, it doesn't add anything, but looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's kind of like a Black Arrow. Yeah, except Black Arrow is the coolest. It is, and I like to think he generates more force by all those spins. To be flips. fair, he comes down pretty hard he for something so does. graceful. So he I'm not gonna. Does. At least you can't make that complaint, you know. Yep. Um, there's a pump handle X factor by Cage for near fall, which is pretty cool. That's one of the moves in Tony Nese's move set on 2K that I like. Yep. It's like a pump handle set up face buster, aka the X factor. It looks cool. AKA the Bella Buster. That's correct. As it will always be referred to as the pump handle Bella Buster. My apologies. Uh Joe went for the Kakina clutch but Cage countered hit hitting an Olympic slam and following up the discus later for two, and that's pretty cool. There was no drill claw in this match. No drill claw. So upsetting upsetting indeed when i was playing no mercy i made a custom guy literally just because in the shop i found a drill claw so i was like i'm gonna make a custom guy just to use a drill claw we call it a screwdriver Mm -mm. um drill claws where it's at uh the finish comes when joe wins after catching cage in the kakina clutch Uh, i want to guess what happens next Could it be a run-in? Uh, no. How'd you know? It was gate to A. Although, I was glad to see uh, a certain person. Jump. Uh, Joe from behind. So Wardlow comes in the ring, chase them off. And Hobbs comes in from behind. Yeah. And Spinebusters Wardlow attacking him again after he did a rampage as well. So that is cool. That, um, I like Hobbs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this was pretty standard for the first few minutes. And I thought Cage looked like out of breath pretty early on. But again, did this not feel similar to Mox Moriarty, Jericho Cabana? Again, challenger who has no chance, gets a ton of offense, champ does almost nothing, but then ends up winning quickly. It was like they just went, this is the match structure we're running. Everybody run the same match structure, and it seems weird to me. And then another post-match attack and run in, but again, nice to see Hobbs. So I don't know. I, I thought Cage looked really cool in this, actually, as he has in the last few matches we've seen, but it wasn't really a competitive match. I wanted to see these guys beat the hell out of each other. And honestly, it felt like a lot of, okay, Cage, showcase yourself, but then you're going to lose really quickly at the end. So right. I, I don't know. It was half of a good match, I guess. Yeah, um, I thought it was solid. Um, Both of them did well. The match kind of lacked heat to me. Uh, the story going on has been okay at best. I can't say I care about the embassy whatsoever. Um, um, I'm at least happy Cage has been getting TV time me lately. Too. Um, That's good for him because, I mean, who better? He's fun to watch, man. Just mm-hmm. not listen to. And um, that's why they call him Cage, because he's a machine. He is. Um, I just wish he was doing something better than this, because I, I feel like he's above this at least a bit. Like, uh, obviously, um, character-wise, he's limited. But, like, I don't know why he ever split from Taz. Yeah. Like, that that was a, a good connection. That I think worked. he'd be, like, a cool ROH champ if they get their own show. Yeah. Like, I think that's a good role for him. With, with somebody speaking for him, right, is fine. Should have been Taz, or even if they kept Tully Blanchard, I'd not be okay a with talk, that. though for him. Yeah, but I don't, I'm not. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Um, he had some cool stuff to Joe, but it suffered from he was never going to win, and it is kind of similar to the other matches you mentioned. Post match was average, but big positive is positioning Hobbs with the TNT title, and 
I, I mean, say let him win. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Hot take, Wardlow but in like hot take in the wrestling community, but Hobbs should win that. I think. I think so. he could do more with the Me title, too. and even if he doesn't, I think he should hold it for like a month or so, hold it for a decent amount of time, then give it to Starks, who's also back on Rampage, because I think Starks deserves it more than Hobbs, but I think Hobbs should have some time to shine with that too, and you kind of need a transitional heel. And you so put Wardlow in a tag team, and he's not even defending anything. Like, and why not? Given the team a name, even right? Why not make it Hobbs, who can he can have it for a bit? That gives him some yeah some shine, and he can transition it to Starks. I don't. I just think Hobbs is such a cool heel that I and I like he's fresh for me, so I just want to see more of him. Right? Yeah. Uh, I guess we're into overall thoughts. I, as I said, one of my least favorite episodes that I can remember. I mean, I won't say it's my least favorite because I'm not sure, but like. Three matches felt like a copy and paste in terms of how they were laid out. Decent matches, but it felt repetitive. The women's match was a joke, and I don't think that's an exaggeration. And just post-match stuff, even on segments in every match. Uh, and then the only segment of consequence was the acclaimed Billy Gunn celebration, and I thought that was too long and not entertaining enough. So I liked the elite little segment, and I liked the... um. Oh my god, what is their name? House of Black. Yes, really? them, them coming back. Uh, and I don't think the Baltimore crowd helped anything either. The biggest reaction of the night was when they realized that Lamar Jackson was there, right? Um, <laughs> during matches, the energy seemed pretty low. But I mean, in their defense, I don't think they were given top quality action or a ton of star power. Like, I wouldn't have been thrilled if this was the show I, I showed up at with no... Like, Mox was really the only A-lister probably on there, right? But anyways... They seem also, like I said, kind of desperate for any sort of celebrity crossover uh, or getting attention, like bringing in Jarrett. It just doesn't do much for me. And the rapper dude whose name I always forget, uh, Rick, Ro uh, Rick Ross, yes? The one on the show? Doesn't do anything for me, yes. So I don't know. I, I don't think there was anything terrible on this show other than maybe the women's match, but there was nothing worth getting excited about or that I would recommend either. Uh, it lacked star power, disappointing overall, and I gave it a C. Um, and I'm going to have a hot take possibly. I think, I think impact might've been better this week. Like they were very similar shows, but relative to their average, right? Like, cause I really like dynamite almost all the time and impact is hit and miss. So I was not a huge fan of the show. You, mm. I thought it was like, it was fine. I guess like, I don't <laughs> None of the matches were like, they were all like solid at best. Yeah. Like best being the opener. But I and I wish I liked the triple down more. If, the, if it had more time, I think it would have been better. Um, the best segments I hate were like the short, weird right. vignettes. Like four minutes of the show were the two best segments, right? Right. The long segment was like fine, but like not really my thing. The women's match was a complete joke. Um, some of the other stuff didn't really hit. Like a lot of the matches were like were fine, but kind of that copy and paste that you mentioned. Um. And like I don't like I don't care about Rick Ross. I don't care about Jarrett. I don't. I sure as hell don't care about Cole Carter. I think Shibata. Oh, I, I think Shibata. I forgot cool. about Cole yeah. Carter already. I think Shibata's cool. Yeah, he's like cool. I think that works as a a surprise thing and a an attention thing. And I think some things like Storm and Hater was solid, mm -hmm. but I don't know. It was fine. I think it was a little better than that. So I I'll go C plus. I guess that's fair. Yeah, it just was definitely below below an average dynamite a little bit mm -hmm. disappointing but hopefully they get back to it next week all right so we're finished our in-depth review of dynamite and now we'll move into a little bit of trivia in our segment called off the top of his head
All right, so I kind of like this one. It's, it seems a bit odd, but I found somebody had done Kurt Oppenheim, Oppenheim, I guess. It's the top 20 wrestlers of, so it's between 1990 and 2010. And he developed this little formula going through the PWI 500s. That's why I sort of chose it because that just came out, right? Or not long right. ago. So he's got his formula basically. And it goes like number one ranking gets you half a point to a third of a point, a quarter of a point, And he keeps frac like doing fractions like that and then adding them all up for those 20 years. Okay. So we're going to, I'll give you hints for the, who they are and you're going to try and tell me. Okay. So number 20, we're going the top 20. All right, so from right, I don't get it. from 1990 to 2010, like a added up all of their rankings. So it's the top 20 based on PWI combining those 20 years. Okay. The highest scores, the 20 highest yeah, scores. Am I getting hints? Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. So this person had um I'll give you the stats and then I'll give you a couple hints, right? So total number of appearances in those 20 years is 12. Top 10 rankings 3, highest ranking was number 2 in 1993. So this is uh dominant big man in the pre-Hogan WCW in the early 90s. Won the w yes, won the WCW championship three times, flopped in WWF in the 90s, etc., mm -hmm. etc. Et star in Japan. All right, this person, appearances uh, on the poll 11 times, ha, number of top 10 rankings three, highest ranking number one in 2010. I don't know if that's enough of a clue to give it to you. Cena? Nope. Uh, this will be it. He's considered the face of TNA, one of its top stars since its inception in 2002. Sting. Nope. AJ. Yes, AJ Styles. Number 18. Appearances on the list, 14 in that time span. Number of top 10, 6. Highest ranking number 4 in 96, 2000, 2004. So this uh, wrestled only a handful of matches in the United States. One of them was a 5-star with Samoa Joe in Ring of Honor in 2005. One of the top Japanese wrestlers of the late 90s and early 2000s, holding the All Japan Triple Crown three times. Considered Japan's answer to Shawn Michaels for the quality of his matches, having earned 23 five-star matches from the Wrestling Observer. Any guesses? That's no. all. <laughs> Kenta Kobashi. I haven't gotten that. No. All right. Number 17, on the list 10 times, four top 10 rankings. Highest ranking was number one in 2008. Jericho? No. He went from, this is their description, from a vanilla third-generation rookie Cena. in 2002 to a member of Evolution. Orton. Correct. Uh, number 16. Was on it 17 times in those 20 years. Top 10 three times. Number one once in 2002. Um, many feel he was held back from his full potential in WWE. This star has long been considered one of the top performers in the sport. Highest ranking wrestler ECW ever had in the PWI 500 when he was number two in 99. RVD? Yes, good. He was number one in 2002? Yeah. How? I don't know. You'd have to... We, you can check it later. I don't know. This is from Bleacher Report. They're usually pretty solid. I mean, he did do a lot that year in, like, the mid card, but... Uh, number 15. So, 17 appearances, five top tens, highest ranking number three in 91, 92, and 94. So his best years came before the PWI started in 91, still considered the best wrestler in the world by many in the 90s, winning two WWF championships in 92 and seven WCW Flair. Correct championships between 91 and 99. Number 14, number of appearances, 11, top 10s, four, 
highest ranking number one in 99. His best days were in the 80s, but he dominated the world title in WCW between, yes, 94 and 98. Blah, blah, blah. Centerpiece of the NWO. Number 13, 20 appearances. So all 20 years. Top 10's four. Highest ranking number three in 2002. Um, Known under, I'll take that name, a different name to American fans um, in WCW in the early 90s. Led the Japanese version of the NWO, has won all... Muda? Correct. All Japan Triple Crown three times, IWGP title four times. Um, this one will be tough. 18 appearances, five top 10 rankings, highest ranking number two in 97. Considered the Hulk Hogan of Japan. Top star of all Japan through the 90s, Triple Crown three times. Year after becoming president of All Japan in 99, he left and founded his own promotion, Pro Wrestling Noah. Ah, uh, I should know who it is, but... 24 five-star matches from The Observer. Um, I forgot. Starts with an M. Misawa. I wouldn't have gotten uh, that one either. Japanese ones are tough. I remember seeing who, who did Noah, but I forgot. Uh, next one, this is number 11, 14 appearances out of the 20 years, top 10, six times, highest ranking number two, 2007, spent many years as a mid Carter in WWE before finally winning his first world title in January, 2006. Edge. Correct. Since then won and lost the title many times, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Number 10 in the top 10 now, 13 years, this guy was on the list, top 10, eight times, highest ranking number two in 2009. Um, Four-time world champion in WWE. And the only other clue they give you, which you'll get right away, the best in the world at what he does. Jericho. Correct. Very few clues for that one. Number nine. 15 appearances, four in the top 10, number one in 2004. Benoit. Correct. Very good. He who shall not be named. That's right. The first thing is, although WWE has done their best to erase Benoit from memory. (laughs) Yes. Good. Just because you knew he was number one, that was his big year. That was when he won the Rumble and the world title. Number eight. Nine total appearances, four in the top ten. Highest ranking number one in 93 and 94. That gives you any idea. Correct. One of the best, most respected ring technicians of all time. Won the WWF Championship five times between 92 and 97. Run a run of Canadians, eh? 10, 9, 8. Nice. Uh, Number seven. Not Canadian. I'll give you that hint. 18 appearances, seven in the top ten. Highest ranking number two in 2002. Never been number one. Still a headliner in WWE for almost 20 consecutive years, and it would go beyond that from when this was written. Um, seven-time world champion at this point. Likely headline every WrestleMania until he decides to retire. Cena? No. Trips? No. Who had an... Uh, a gigantic streak at oh, WrestleMania. I didn't listen to that. Take your guess. I didn't say that, but it was just some headlining. Oh. Uh, number six, 14 appearances on the list, seven in the top 10, number one in 1992. The most famous wrestler of the last 20 years that never competed in WWE up to that point. This was in 2010. Noki? Returned to the top 10 in 2009 for the first time in 96 and continues to make waves in TNA. This is from 2010. Who would have a number one ranking that was a WCW star that was never in WWE? Really? Your favorite boy in, in AEW Stan? right now? Yeah. He was in WWE. I know, but I said this was 2010. I don't know. 
<laughs> you're not listening to me, I guess. That's fine. Almost done. 15 appearances, 8 top 10s, number 1 in 1996. Generally considered the greatest performer of his generation. Michaels. Yes. 10 Match of the Year awards. Wow. 10 Match of the Year awards, 93 to 96, 2004 to 2009. Crazy. Number 4. 11 appearances, 6 top 10s, number 1 in 98 and 99. Take a wild guess. Think of those years. Austin. Yes. Vince calls him the greatest superstar of all time, et cetera, et cetera. Number, number three, 11 appearances, eight top tens, number one in 2001, after only two years in the business. Angle. Correct. Uh, number two, 10 appearances, seven top tens, number one in 2006, 2007. Take a wild guess. Cena. Correct. Number one, surprised by this. 17 year or 17 appearances, eight top 10 rankings, number one in 2000 and 2009. Rose to the top of WE in 99, been at or near the top more than anyone else. Recent injury 2010, hopefully he can stay healthy and build up rising stars like Seamus and Drew McIntyre. Before H. Yes, before he retires and takes control of the company. Ooh, prophecy. So Triple H was the number one wrestler out of those 20 years, Weird. according to this guy's formula. Nice, you did very well. Just the Japanese ones, which you're not that familiar with, you didn't get, but pretty much everything else. All right, so let's finish that up and move into some highlights and low points of the week that we watched. We call it High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, so... I'm going to start it with NXT, and my first comment would be that it was worse than usual this week. So, great. That's nice. I mean, it's been okay. I saw the whole champion champion nonsense. Yes. So, uh, the first high spot I have, one of the few probably, is Pretty Deadly opened the show sort of interacting with Braun Breaker and Wes Lee. And Pretty Deadly, I love them. They're a great act at this point. And because Lee and Breaker are kind of bland... um. Pretty Deadly added some much-needed energy and personality to a segment, so probably could have been shorter, if I'm being honest, but, and I'm not generally a fan of single stars making, like, a temporary super team, um, but Pretty Deadly are just entertaining for me, so I quite like the opening of the show. And then the first rest hold I had, we talked about in the news, was R-Truth's injury, and I don't, I definitely didn't want to see R-Truth in NXT, but I certainly wouldn't want him to get hurt. And I don't think you can blame Waller on this because as he went over the ropes, R-Truth sort of brushed the rope so he didn't end up going out as far right. as he planned to and Waller just couldn't. Man's 50. Yeah, true. Gotta give him credit for trying. And Waller just couldn't get to him in time. Um, so what I was impressed with, I guess that would be a high spot, was when Waller had to like cut a promo after the match because clearly they had time to fill, right? I thought he did a a pretty good off the cuff obnoxious promo um so i think that was a good sign and something that they can look at and be like wow this guy can sort of if we need him to fill some time or come up with his own stuff he can um then a rest hold for me was schism surprise surprise it is every week slightly less annoying than some weeks previously but still not good so this is the rock's daughter ava i forget what the name she's using is but ava rain so it got a ton of like mainstream media coverage, right? So WWE can tell they're torn because they love that attention, but they want to put it on pause because they're not ready to say this is wrong. They don't right. want 
the attention of if she turns out really bad right. then like this is not her at her final and form even though like a bunch of people know it's like once it's like just like general knowledge completely right. it's, it, i imagine it's a lot it would be a lot on her so so it's tough because it's like you've got vic joseph i think was doing the interview is like I've known you your whole life. And her like, I've been around the WWE my whole life. I but... saw that. It's like kind of weird. Like you're kind of like teetering on that. Right. But like, because they, like, they can't help themselves. They love I, right. the mainstream attention. Like, either go ready. in on it or don't yeah. like pick one. Because kind of like weird. They don't want her to be Rock's daughter yet because she's not good yet. Right. They want to save that moment. So it's kind of an awkward little thing. She wasn't good. I wouldn't say because she did get to speak here. But there's definitely potential. Um, the reasons they gave for her joining Schism, I thought, were kind of weak and a little bit lazy. It was basically like, they were the only ones that were nice to me and checked on me when I was injured, which I'm like, okay, fine. Um, but I don't think this is a terrible place for her to be in this faction, because she can get on TV a whole bunch with the group, right? She won't have to wrestle yet. She can interfere and do quick spots maybe here and there mm-hmm. and get exposure and keep talking without having to wrestle. And kind of train on the side. Right. So I don't think it's a terrible... Um, and at least I will say schism seems to have shifted from like a cult trying to recruit people or whatever to now a group that like they're angry because they've been rejected by everyone, despite them not really telling us what they mean by that. Like the, I don't see any actual evidence of them being rejected by anybody, but, um, it was one of those tell not rejected shows. if you were still grizzled. So true. Uh, big rest hold for me was the Kiana, Kiana, James, Thea Hale match. <laughs> So, like, Thea Hale has really good energy, right? And she seems to, like, give her all in whatever they tell her to do. But this match wasn't good. And just an inexplicable, like, rest hold, wrist lock by Kiana James in the middle of this. It's hard to believe that, like, when you're given a match and not a lot of time that you choose to or had to, because maybe they don't have much else to do, to, like, fill in your time with no action in this, Mm -hmm. right? So weird. Bad match. But her finisher's kind of cool. She... So James comes from behind you and like jumps around in front of you and hits a flatliner all in one motion. So it looked kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and just I'm a, not sure I fully get that, but a lot going nice. a lot going on in the match. Um, you've got Hudson cheating for Hale. He gets sent to the back by Andre Chase. Then Charlie Dempsey comes out of Tom nowhere. Will. Oh, I saw he's back and attacks Andre Chase. So then Hudson comes back to make the save and helps the Hale up as well. And so like Chase, you are now this like strangely useful faction right with a lot of sort of storylines circling around them and then also you had james's assistant before this had handed an envelope to um from kiana james so i don't know what's going on with that either but uh and just in general in ring was really weak this entire show like waller r-truth was cut short um james hale was weak odyssey jones squashed um big body javi bernal um not interesting Hartwell and Stark was like okay at best, and then Cora Jade uh, Feroy's was four minutes and nothing special. Um, main event was fine, but not spectacular. But a high spot, the segment I didn't love, but at the end of it, Alba Fire hit a gory bomb through a table Fire to bomb. Mandy Rose, and it looked pretty good. I thought she um, did to Gigi. It was her. No, I thought it was Rose. I thought Rose got away. I thought she did to Gigi. Is that right? You could be right. I think I saw it here. I can yeah, find check it me on that. I thought it was Rose. Um, so the whole celebration thing was could be wrong, a I bit like much, but anyways. And then another rest hold we talked about, I didn't mention it last week, is these scripts segments where somebody phones um, the performance center and leaves a message. And then so we're to believe that NXT 
decides to take these threatening messages and incorporate them into their television show. So I'm not sure if they're now trying to say that this person is also hacking into the show to air these messages, because I told you Vic Joseph did say he apologized for a couple technical issues, and I didn't notice any actual ones, so I don't know if they're referring to, like, because otherwise it doesn't really make any sense, right? Like, why would you have threatening callers and put their messages on your television show? So it seems a bit silly to me. Yes, I was Um, right. You were right. And I don't I don't know why, but I feel like Scripps is going to be a woman. And I could definitely be wrong about that. that. I don't know. I just have this feeling. And this week, they're also teasing two new wrestlers, right? And they've made it clear the other one is Dijak in a segment that wasn't as bad. I would say good for him, but he's on NXT. So yes, suck it. Current NXT. Um, uh, NXT high spot. Can you believe it? Tony D'Angelo segment. Lo and behold. Not really. Just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> but I did want to say that I think Stax, both in the ring and on the mic, has been doing a really good job. And he seems like the type of guy that NXT will really benefit, right? He just kind of needs that last little bit kind of thing. He's not completely brand new and can't do anything. He just needs a little more polish, you know what I mean? He's got an awful character and he's given some pretty awful dialogue to do. But mm-hmm. you can see the potential there. Oh, and to add to it... Electra Lopez interrupted these two to say that she's in business on her own now, and her acting was really bad. She was trying way she too still hard. She sucks. She her overacting here I, it really bugged me. Uh, high spot seems to be this show brought about some new directions for people, and I think some could be interesting. So the main event was decent tag match with um, Breaker and Wesley taking on Pretty Deadly. Pretty good match. Nothing I would mention really, but mm-hmm. it did seem to bring us. We're getting Wesley taken on Carmelo Hayes because he interfered to affect the I ending, which is cool. We get Wagner and Breaker because Wagner came out after. Not cool. And then it looks like you later see Apollo and McDonough. McDonough approaches him while Apollo's watching the TV, and, and I think that's going to lead to a match as well. So that could be cool. So it looks like some new directions, which some interesting, some not so much. Moving into Impact, or do you want to jump in? Um, Go I ahead. can take... I'll grab one, I guess, because I watched, I checked out the conference bit. Um, both the Paul brothers are in, are around now. Yes. I don't know how long Jake Paul is in, but that is horrible. That is your, that's your rest hold. Just his existence, his existence. in wrestling. That's fair. It, it's really bad. Trust me, folks. Uh, then I watched Impact as well, which I kind of liked. Really match heavy episode, and I thought all of them were at least solid, including the opening. Uh, Mike Bailey. Kenny King X Division tournament match. So King dominated early and then um because Bailey was selling a suplex he took on the ramp. Then obviously Bailey flurries, which are always good. And Bailey ends up winning with sort of like a countering, not a roll-up, but a pinfall attempt. So he advances to the semifinals, taking on Trey Miguel. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of the bracket, have you seen? Uh PJ Black and, oh, right, and yes. Taurus. So I'm hoping, would love to see Taurus win and get some attention, <laughs> but I have my doubts. Another high Did spot, he? a pretty good Haas fight uh, between Savannah Evans and Jessica that kind of over-delivered. I was expecting nothing, but it was competitive. Um, had like a German suplex exchange. Evans won with a full Nelson slam after some shenanigans out on the floor. And another note from that match is Taya seems to have altered her look because she didn't really fit in with the whole rosemary spooky stuff so now she was wearing like a black patent leather jacket and her hair was different and sunglasses so she seems to have altered her look a bit Mm -hmm. um another thing i liked was an intense macklin promo 
basically along the lines of when is his turn, how many former champions does he have to beat, why does Bobby Fish get to walk in and get an opportunity right away. Because he's Bobby freaking Fish. And that he is done waiting, mayhem for all. So I thought like, I wrote heel logic, but even almost just kind of logic. He's right. He has done a lot of stuff and seems to be a bit he's overlooked. He's like near undefeated, right? Like yeah. he hasn't lost like right. a ton. Uh, so I thought he delivered it really well. And I, I think Macklin's somebody they should be focusing on. Um, on as, as a heel, especially, you could build him up to face Alexander. Because Alexander needs like, I really wanted him as champion, but it hasn't been a great title run so far. He needs some sort of bigger competition and a longer feud. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. another wrestled Eddie Edwards PCO. Did you see any of this? I did not. <laughs> so the very first segment of the show was Eddie Edwards challenging him to fight in the desert, I guess. So the second, Oh, I, I just saw that he buried him. He I, that's did. all I saw. So it was the second segment. Um, they fight. There was like, uh, they brawl briefly in the desert and then Eddie suplexes PCO onto a boulder at one point. It's kind of gentle because it is a real boulder. And then PCO chokeslams Eddie on a boulder. Also a little bit gentle, but you can get that. Then an Eddie shovel attack, and he buries PCO under some rocks after only a few minutes. Oh, under rocks. It's like Cinematch in the dark. Really lame. Um, No commentary underneath it either. Not cool. Um, I was like, um, kind of like the Moose EC3. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me. That was amazing. Another thing I know you I, loved it. Other thing I liked is sort of the emergence of Giselle Shaw. She had a couple segments this week where she's like obnoxiously self-promoting herself. I think she was handing out a. Pic- I saw that handing out a picture of herself holding the title. Ah, uh, that's point. what that was. Yeah, she plays the role really well. Um, and she's showing. Isn't she some... in that faction now? Yes, she's in. Um, Vexed is it? VXT or whatever. Yeah, I she's... don't know. I didn't know that you pronounce it like yes. that. Yes. And she's so showing some impressive athleticism in ring. So I think she's pretty cool, actually. And this week, they I don't I think this was the first time. I don't remember. Jay Vidal, who they've had in a jobber role a couple times, he was sort of introduced as Shaw's executive stylist and content creator. I recognize the name. Now, it does feel an awful lot like um, Caleb with a K and Tennille, but it could still work, right? Like, I mean, she, mean, she ain't coming back. No, that's for sure. And then my last one was a high spot. Uh, oh, no, there's not my last one. I have several more, actually. EY, uh, Eric Young, and Sammy Callahan had a nice physical match. Um, and it also led to a reveal of two of Eric Young's faction. I saw. So the yellow ho- hoodie group interrupts Sammy as he's about to go for the cactus driver. I got partially excited. Yeah, they attack Sammy, who wins by DQ. Um, then Diener taps two of the like dozen people that came in hoodies on the shoulder after Sammy's kind of taken out and they pull their hoods off and it's Alan Angels and Connor uh of the Ascension. So No, not of the Ascension. Oh wait, okay, I thought you were saying both of them. I was no, like no. Just I saw just that Connor. I saw Connor on the thumbnail. I was like, yay, Ascension. Then it was Alan Angels. I was like Oh. Connor Wasn't feels like he a just good on? fit because he's kind of replacing Doring as the Hoss, like the big man. Wasn't right? Angels just on as like normal Alan Angels? And that is my next point, but it's gonna Alan's gonna need some tweaking to fit in, right? Because yes, he's been on there as like the resilient babyface kind of guy. So even in Dark Order, that was his stick. They're gonna need to sort of explain that. Um, the match had my interest. I mean, I didn't love the screwy finish, obviously, but uh, and the aftermath even just to see how they're gonna fit these guys in. So I thought it was okay. Uh, and then I thought another solid TV match was Moose and Ace Austin. Obviously, a clear contrast of styles here with Moose trying to slow things down and Austin doing his impressive stuff that he already always does. 
Uh, so this one, Bully Ray comes down to interact with Moose, and that allows Austin to recover and roll him up. So it was a distraction roll-up, which I don't love, but the, the match itself was pretty good. And the last thing was a strong main event tag team match, and it got a lot of time. So that was Aussie Open taking on the Josh. strong tag champs. Josh Alexander and Kazarian. Uh, really good action with a well-established team taking on. The thing was, it was like a temporary pairing of two guys. They were they're saying half of the greatest tag teams, whatever, right? But major tag team experience regardless. And oh, nice, yeah, the North is awesome. Uh, they were. And a nice clear heel face dynamic as well. Quick pace tandem offense from Aussie Open as usual that's cool I thought Alexander and the big man uh, Davis seemed to work really well and kind of stiff against each other um, a lot my only complaint would be a ton of time focusing on Kaz's family at ringside like lots of cuts to them <laughs> which was interesting uh, Kaz hot tag was good final few minutes were excellent and Alexander and Kaz picked up the win when Alexander uh, and no, Alexander and Fletcher, right? Got wiped out on the floor, and Kaz hit a slingshot cutter to Davis to win. Really good main event. Solid episode of Impact. Probably my favorite show I watched this week. That's weird to say. That is not a very common thing. But that is no, all I watched this week. Other than I'm watching some... Uh, I'm still going through 1989 WCW, but nothing exciting there. And pay-per-views I watched, or Nitro? Uh, only pay-per-views right now. And then I watched something from... Yeah, Nitro, Nitro would be a lot. I watched the 90s. Wait, no, Nitro wasn't 89. Nitro's like no, 95. No, that's because Nitro didn't exist. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched some 96 WCW too. And I actually, while I was cooking dinner, I put on a pay-per-view from 2000. I keep going back to... because It's so bad. At it's some funny. point, we should review those because it starting in WCW like 99, it is so bad that it'd be fun to talk about at some point. So we'll keep that in our back of our mind. But anyways, I am done my high spots and rest hold. Mm-hmm. Are you? Uh, no, I... Two more. Um, Hit me. A minor high spot is Shayna Baszler's back on TV. I saw that. She beat up Natalia after match, right. which isn't the best, but I don't know what match it was. I don't know why she's being up Natalia, but she was on TV, so that ain't nothing. But Shayna Baszler hurting people is what should be a larger portion of my That's day. something. Yeah, I, I agree. And the other high spot was the Bray Wyatt promo, because um, I thought it was solid. It was, it, it was interesting. It um, Uncle Howdy bit was interesting again. I did catch a glimpse of that earring. Right, so which I think that's interesting. Is apparently both. It's weird, like so. He's got like he's always like holding the mask, and sometimes it cuts to the mask that Bray wore when he returned. Yeah. Um, and but then when Uncle Howdy's talking, it's like looks like a prosthetic face, like not quite though, but looks like looks like kind of a fiend mask kind of deal. It's like a mask meant to look like yeah. some elaborate face, because clearly it's not a real face, and but like they're kind of talking, it's like. So it's like another kind of mask. So they still haven't revealed anybody yet? No, and it's it's an interesting looking cool thing. And he's got the different colored eyes, as you do. Yeah, yes. Um and so he's seeing a lot schism of schism being called up stuff. as his group. And it was interesting, at least. And he was Good. saying like how he see through his he sees through brain, whatever, he was like ridiculing him. And one of the lines I liked was he said he Bray sent him away, which is what Bray always referred to the fiend as, and there was even kind of a shot at the fiend mask. Right. So I like even an acknowledgement of that. Good. I'm glad you like it. I haven't been keeping up with cool. it. I don't think I really saw much of the one last week other than whatever they post on Instagram. But this one, I just like when I went on to YouTube to try to find something, that's something I saw. So I was like, okay. Nice. Uh, anything else? Uh, no, sir. All right. So we're going to slip in a little bonus content here where we're going to preview right really quickly um, WWE Crown Jewel that is coming up. So we'll do that right about now.
All right, let's talk about Crown Jewel. All right. Um, AKA Blood Money. Blood Money. WWE Blood Money, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. What do we got for the lineup that we won't watch, but we'll make predictions, because why not? Mm-hmm. Content, brother. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you got? Um, Usos, Brawling Brutes, tag titles. Um, So I pick Usos, because uh, Brutes ain't the team to beat them. It's just apparent. But I hope for the love of God, Bush turns you after this, renounces his name, bringing back Pete Dunne. Then when Seamus comes back, they can feud or whatever. I'll say this every time I see a Brutes match on the pay-per-view. I don't think it's happening because I just saw a thing where he said this is the first character he's had where kids say that he's their favorite wrestler. I don't care. Kids. Butch kids su- are dumb. Butch sucks. He's, he claims he... I've seen people say, oh, but he likes it, but I, I'm skeptical. <laughs> I will take Usos because Bloodline is not losing yet. I don't think. Just Pete Dunne's better, though. I don't... Of course. Kids are stupid, though. No, that's, that's the thing. That's not wrong. Like, how is Butch your favorite wrestler? Because you're how? a little kid and you just think he's funny or whatever. I don't know. He's not funny. He's stupid. <laughs> Next match. Let's like go. Like a kid. Right. Uh, OC Judgment Day. Don't care. Um, OC, I guess that just makes sense. Ugh. I don't know. Would they let themselves lose? I'll take Judgment Day just to be different and cuz. I was going to do that, but then I was like, I'm hoping the days of, like, I honestly feel at impact they decided when they lost and won, which was win all the time. But also they just came back. and So I'm hoping they're just there as fodder, though. Like, they're they're done. But I don't think so. All right. I hope I'm. Uh, Lesnar Lashley, too. Uh, Uh, I don't know. I'm not as easy a pick as it used to be. I'm going to go with Lesnar because Lashley won the first time. They love 50-50 booking. Lesnar's probably a Saudi like god. That's true. So I'm going Lesnar. Yeah, the Saudi god got me. I'll take Lesnar as well. I was leaning towards Lashley, but you convinced me Hmm. because it feels like a place where he will win. And I don't know if Lashley, like a loss, does it really hurt him? Does a loss to Brock Lesnar matter at this point for him? They can do a third one. Maybe Lashley gets his win back because they already faced off at the Rumble. Lashley won, so. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Strowman, Omos. Strowman, I guess. Ah. Um, yeah, Strowman. I think Triple H is higher on Strowman than he is on Omos because as soon as eight trips took over, it seems like Omos right. went back burner. So mm-hmm. I'll take Strowman as well. Uh, McIntyre, Cross, Steel Cage. Oof. Um, what are you saying there? I guess Cross should probably win that. Okay, I'll take McIntyre because I really don't know, and I'll, I, I'm hoping Cross doesn't win. I feel like I might be wrong on that because I don't know if they want to stall his momentum yet. Oh, good news! Indy Hartwell's using his finisher. She's using a forearm to the back of the head to a lying opponent this week. I don't know if it's always that way or not, but that's what it was. Neat. Uh, <laughs> next we get uh, Bailey versus Bianca Blair, last woman staying for the Raw Women's Title, which is. I heard is cool because first singles women's stipulation match in Saudi. So that's nice. Cool. They'll probably wear crappy ring gear because they have to. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, human rights violations and whatnot, yeah. but whatever, you know, um, they're pay lots of money. So you just look the other way Yeah. to their atrocities, you know, women's revolution. It's what you do. Yeah. Women's revolution. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so I picked Bailey again because I, I it's the same kind of spiel where like I feel like Belair's done good, but I feel like it's time to change it. But also I feel like uh, Damage Control just looked, lost the titles on Monday. I feel like now th- is WWE's time to pull. Oh, the faction won all the gold in the same night, like Evolution and the Shield, and that's their classic thing. So I'm going to go with that. I'll take Belair. I feel like the bloom is off the rose a bit with Damage Control, which is kind of lame because like and has, I think how it's kind of it like they're not that keen on them anymore. 
and I think they're going to keep it on the layer until until something else comes up. I don't know. Um, so then women's tag titles, Oscar and Bliss versus Damage Control. I had to pick Damage Control, same reason. I feel like Oscar and Bliss got the title win on Halloween because Halloween. Uh, and then I think in Saturday, Damage Control will get all the gold. And also, I feel like Kaini are closer to a real team because like they are Oscar and Bliss. Come on. I'll take Asuka and Bliss just to be mostly be different, but also I just feel like damage controls. I don't even know why they lost the titles. Slipping. It's just so stupid. So I will just to be different for the sake of seeing who wins here. I'll um, take them. Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Uh, um, I picked Reigns because in what universe would Logan Paul win? <laughs> yeah. That's all I have to say. I agree. I will take Roman Reigns. There's, That's all I need to say. I don't think there's any shot that I saw something say like a nightmare. Be even though they book a false finish. That I could see. Don't even. I don't even want that. Don't. No. No. Because then there will be pictures on the internet that exist of Logan Paul holding both of WWE's world titles. Right. And I don't need that in existence. That's fair. I think Reigns wins. Pretty confident on that one. Yeah. There is little to no chance, and if uh, if that, I'm gonna cry if that happens. Mark my words. Then I assume that is all the matches. Yepers. All right, so we'll move into our last segment. You got a bit of an update for us from the world of wrestling action figures. We little figures. bit. We call it figuring it out with Jack. Uh, so first, I don't think I talked about it last week. Cause wait, let's see how long ago this was posted. Okay, three days. So we're good. It feels like a while ago, cause I guess it's been slow. Anyways, uh, so they um put Elite ninety nine up for pre order. So that's cool. So it's got Happy Corbin. Awesome. Uh, um, that's fine. I guess like you need <laughs> yeah. an update Corbin. That's all right. Queen Zelina, which is updated but also outdated. Yeah. Um, new Matt Riddle, which now they can put Matt Riddle on the package again, which is cool. I forget which one is. I forget what it looks like because I'm pretty sure there's renders for the Matt Riddle, but I don't know. That's cool. Another Riddle. Oh, that's cool. I'll probably get it if I can because I I like Riddle Elites and I only have the first one. Mm-hmm. I think I missed his second Elite, so I'll take that. Uh, Brock Lesnar, which is kind of lame and not even biased, but they he had to figure an updated Elite three series ago in Elite ninety six, like the the current look, you know. Yeah. And he just got one of the Ultimate Editions too, which is also the same current look. So I'm not really sure what they're gonna do here unless it's a promo gear Brock, but they also are coming out with that in a three pack. So so much Lesnar. I don't know. Anyways, that's that's fine, I guess. Um, then there's a uh, Boogeyman, which I think is awesome. I'm really happy they're doing a boogie Yeah, man. his figures are always cool. It'll be cool because now he gets the updated formula, you know, interchangeable hands, uh, double jointed elbows, removable head, etc. And um, so that's cool because his last Elite was the one I have. His only other figure was Elite 48, mm. which, so that is, like, that's 40, that's, or 51 series ago. That is a long gap. In so between. that's pretty cool. And he gets the chase variant. So that's cool. So there's two boogeyman. Um, the chase variant is the one with like it's like a red paint. It's got like a black tree design, which I think is cool because it's a bit of a departure from his usual look. So I like I like that. So two boogeyman's and the last figure in the series I saved it for last because it was a surprise to me is Seth Rollins. Hallelujah, a new Seth Rollins. Now his Thanos? last. Oh, I would <laughs> hope so, but I don't think so. I think the only shot I have at a Seth Rollins Thanos is the SummerSlam series because that's when like it has to be something from SummerSlam, and they've done. Also, the SummerSlam looks. Right. And so, uh, this is cool, because so his last Elite in the main line would be Elite 93, so six series ago, which was his ring attire from WrestleMania last year. And then they also did a top picks figure, which was just a repaint of 
said Elite 93 figure, which was his Royal Rumble 2021 gear when he returned after sacrificing himself from Survivor Series. Remember when he did that weird thing? Right. Um. So I'm hoping this is like, because th- that's the most update Rollins we got, which is like 2021 Visionary Rollins. I'm hoping they kind of do like the current kind of Visionary look. I could see it possibly being a promo gear Rollins, which I would really hate because that, that should be reserved for basics. Because if you, you're doing like a pseudo attire, you don't really need the whole articulation shebang, you know? Right. And if you do, like, I don't know. I just don't really need that. So I'm hoping it's either... If I'm having to pick one here, I would, like... Either you do the one he's worn lately, which is the gold and silver one, or, you know, like, that he wore this week, I think, too. Right. And then... Or you wear, like, uh, the one where he won the U.S. title, which was, like, that one with, like, the neon lines on it. The mm-hmm. black with the neon lines. Mm-hmm. I think you could, if you wanted to do one, you could also. Do, I think the day one gear was solid with like then a bit of neon on there, and then or the. Oh, now I just thought my nightmare. If they do Rollins in the SummerSlam, line, my nightmare would be that they do the SummerSlam 2021 look against Edge, where it was like the, wh- white that. and gold and black and gold. So, anyways, I hope they do like I hope they do the silver and gold one that he wore in a uh, Saudi chamber this year, because I think that's a nice look and it'd be kind of updated. But it's another double jointed arm, Seth Rollins. So I'm not gonna complain too much. Honestly, I would dream scenarios a throwback Rollins, but dream dream scenarios Thanos Rollins. Need but. blonde Rollins now, I guess. <laughs> uh, I imagine they just t- toss that out. Um. So then they also put out images for the AW Supreme Series Two, which is my probably most anticipated figure of the year because it's multi pant Kenny. <laughs> Great. Literally my dream scenario other than doing this with Seth Rollins. But so Kenny Mango with two pants. You got the all-out 2021 look against Christian with the handlebar mustache and the blue dye in the hair. And so you got two heads with the blue hair and the mustache. One of them's grinning, one of them's like more like a smirk. And then you got two blonde hair expressions with the normal beard. One of them's open mouth and one of them's a grimace. And then you got the alternate blue and white pants. One of like the, I assume like the anime looks or whatever. Whatever he takes inspiration from but it's a it's a really cool look it's like the nice white and blue pattern like i I really like it. it's really nice and you get the belt a bunch of hands a mic and the heads like it's a really nice piece and all the stuff you get there is really awesome i like the whole multi-attire thing just as a whole for everyone i think that's a really good concept and something that the, the wwe figures don't even do in the ultimate edition line which is kind of what the equivalent line is crossing right. the divide so i think that's another thing that kind of makes them Stand out, which is nice. And then you have Malachi Black as well, who's got uh, the trunks look. And then you also have, I uh, remember when he wore like the kind of like the boxing shorts? Yes. Um. So he's got that look with the red lines. And so he comes with, he comes with five heads, which is pretty insane. Seems excessive. So he's got the one head with like a smirk and it's got like, like remember when you started and he kind of like the more faded paint, like it wasn't super yeah. excessive. And he's got two different heads, one straight face, one grimace with like the white and black face paint on the one eye. And he's got two different um, mask head skulls. One of them's got kind of like a gray skull with some big horns coming out. And then one of them's like more like the bone skull look that he had originally, which mm-hmm. I really like. And then he's got some hands too and an entrance coat. And there's some black thing on the one side. I can't tell what it is. I don't know if it's like maybe a table. Because maybe because from the one time when Cody just went flying through a table for no reason. Oh right. Uh, maybe it's that. <laughs> Could be. Um. And so it's it's from Dynamite on September eighth, twenty twenty one, which might have been around that time. Anyways, 
those figures are really nice because it's just like a real complete package kind of feel you know yep there's like a lot in there especially when you have five heads on a figure that is plenty that is plenty and that is it. that's it yes nice all right well we're getting back to two hours on this week so yay a little bit extra uh but yeah we will not be watching blood money or crown jewel we so we won't be reviewing that um but we will definitely be back next saturday for episode 121 so thanks for taking any time out of your week to listen to the two of us talk about wrestling and we hope to see you all back here plus anyone new that you can tell about this show and get to check it out would be great for us and we hope to see you here next week until then take care <laughs>